Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Looking, no, I can't do it. Sorry, I'm not Brett Musburger. <laughs> Almost went through with it. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you on a Friday. No Richard Cross again because it's Friday. And that's, we don't have Richard Cross on Fridays, but that's okay. Having a good time here in Jackson. Haydad made the trek all the way from Starkville to Jackson. It's not, I mean, it's not like I, you know, the, the, I did the itinerod or something there. It's, 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 you know. It's a peaceful drive. It was today, especially. There wasn't a lot of traffic. I mean, you drive through what, Louisville? No, no, I take a, I, I go 82 to Winona and then hit 55 okay. down. Okay. Why? Is that faster? Do I need to start doing that more? I can, you can drive 80 the whole, the whole way down. Uh, I see. You know, not, not that anybody of the Highway Patrol version is listening. We don't need to tell the police officer that recently pulled me over that was a listener of the show that you are speeding. Correct. We don't need that at I all. I can't tell you what jurisdiction, or I don't want to tell you what jurisdiction. I don't want to tell you what city, what his name is, or anything, because you might get in trouble. But uh, let's just say sometimes this show has perks. <laughs> I'll put it that there way. You Thank you, officer. Anyway, we are at the Trademark celebrating 100 years of Farm Bureau. And I will tell you, if you are into agriculture, farming, or any, or country music, also, you've got to make it <laughs> a true. point. To get here to the trademark in Jackson this Or barbecue. Weekend. Or barbecue. Barbecue. The people at Farm Bureau hooked us up with some barbecue as well. And I ate less than Haydad did because I barely ate it at all. That wasn't a joke, I, I just but I tried it and it was worth it. Also, Mississippi Beef Council, Mississippi Pork Council, and the Mississippi Catfish. I don't know if they're the council or the association. They're all here cooking as well. Are they really? I believe so. I need to make another loop. I saw the board. I guess yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I guess when we get out of here, we're going to do a quick loop. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, a hundred years of successful business here in the state of Mississippi for Farm Bureau and at Farm Bureau is special to us. Like on this show, they've been a partner with us for a long time, uh, with this company for a long time. Obviously, in this state for a long time, a hundred years. Uh, successful, wildly successful businesses don't last that long. Yeah. And so we're very thankful for them. Also, they employ like a half dozen of my good friends. So, I mean, Farm Bureau is really helpful, and uh, we're here to give back today to them. I mean, I say it all the time on my podcast, There's a, it's a different business, but nobody stays in business for a 100 years unless they're taking care of their customers. Yeah, You can't do it. It's, it's physically not possible. And, and it's tough to stay open for a year. 
two years, even if you do take good care of your customers, 100 years is something special, and it's definitely worth this kind of celebration. So go to msfb100.org if you want information. This is an all-weekend event. They go into Monday. So it's today, obviously, because we're here, and I'm looking at a, as Gary told me, a $1 million piece of farming equipment. That's a bit of an undersell. It's a gigantic vehicle. It is not a piece of anything. The tires are taller than me. How do they get it in here? One piece at a time, I guess. You take the doors off and maybe it slips right through. I have no idea, man. Uh, so that's the website. You want to come be a part of this, you should. And also, uh, Trace Atkins is going to be here yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. How are you doing, Michael Borky? Trace Atkins, sir. <laughs> we'll sing about that honky-tonk, badonkadonk. Have you guys ever heard his story, Trace Atkins' story? No. That's Will East, by the way, down there in the Yeah, studio. Will East in the studio. Tell us the story, chair. Will. Uh, well, just go to his Wikipedia page and read it for yourself. It's like... Is it not? Can we not read it on the air? Oh, you can read it on the air, but he's been like shot and run over by a tractor, oh. and his ex-wife tried to kill him or something, and a whole bunch saying, of stuff. Everything you're saying is what makes a great country music singer. That, that's material. That's is all that. Is. <laughs> I mean, it's just material. Just, I mean, that that's like David Allen Coe kind of living there. He that's lost what I'm talking his. About. He lost his pinky finger on mm-hmm. uh, his left hand in an accident using a knife to open a bucket and asked doctors to reattach the finger at an angle so that he could continue to play the guitar. This is the type of person we're dealing with. Heck yeah. Have you? Had, what's your worst injury you've ever had? Oh. You haven't cut off a finger, right? No. Um, oh, man. I don't really, really know that I have like one that's awful. I, when I was a little kid, I ran into a uh, box that had a nail jutting out of it. Oh. I've got still got a little scar on my leg, but that, we can't. No. We can't show that on the air. Oh, come on. There's a camera it's, right there. It's, it's close to some, you know, I, stuff. Oh, I, I see. Uh, <laughs> Will is just like, dear God, no. I can't see him, but or, I can see so him. the rest of America. Well, <laughs> we're in the content game. It'll get clicks, right? Oh, it'll get you know? clicks. Yeah. It'll get clicks. Uh, you know. Uh, other than that, I've, I mean, I've had stitches a few times. I've never had like a No really... fingers, though. You haven't lost a, a finger? All good. Nothing like well, that. I used to do a podcast with a guy with like nine fingers. It, that was his gimmick. I saw that. The, the, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, the, he was born like that, though. The Kentucky linebacker with six fingers and him should meet. They should meet up. They could be a full person. <laughs> you want to be the part of the conversation. We'd love to have you. 601-879-4395 is the text line, the C Spire text line. Please don't text and drive, though. It's uh, it, it cracks me up when we get the voice text. Th- those are always funny because we can kind of read them, but not really. So uh, anyway, uh, 601-879-4395. Don't text and drive, but we would love for you to be a part of the conversation today. We've got a lot to get to. Mm-hmm. Championship Saturday tomorrow, and well, there's a championship game tonight. We, that we, we missed evidently. Oh, we're talking about high school championships. We well, missed that too. Well, evidently, we missed the greatest high school football game ever played today. It was pretty amazing. In like the, I don't know, the end of the first quarter, it was like twenty four fifteen, something like that. Raleigh mm-hmm. and Knoxville County. Raleigh, kind of a newcomer on the stage. They haven't won a state championship since like the eighties or something. And then Knoxville County, a, a, a powerhouse program. And son Tareen Perkins, the number one recruit in the entire state of Mississippi, he basically did everything. He had 334 yards rushing. He had four touchdowns. He had four two-point conversions in the game, six tackles, and also an interception. Mm. 
and at halftime played the trumpet and the band, and before and after the game served Soul concessions Popka. to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Raleigh wins the 3A state championship 55-52 over Knoxville. Unbelievable. And that was what supposed player. to be the defensive game, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What a game! I can't, I can't. If that's the first game of these these of this weekend, we're in for some treats. I can already tell. There's gonna be some good games. I think tonight, picking Union West Point was gonna be a war. I can't wait. I was talking to somebody about this um, just on my way down here. Is Perkins the best can't miss high school prospect coming out of this state since AJ Brown? Was what he said to me. Oh no, We've, Cam Akers would have been there. He was can't miss and, and didn't miss. Uh, I mean, Jeff Simmons is in the same class as AJ. I put him in there. I'm trying to think, eighteen, nineteen. Nicobe Dean, he didn't. Nicobe Dean was can't miss. He didn't yeah. miss. Charles Cross was can't miss and didn't miss. Yeah. So no, it's a good comparison. But I mean, if you're in that class of player, yeah. you're okay. You're For okay. Sure. There, there are people that think, you know, he's committed to Ole Miss right now. Mm-hmm. I assume that Ole Miss is going to have to fight till the absolute end to keep yeah. that uh, keep that commitment. Uh, there's a reason for that. Uh, I would love to know, and we'll never know the answer to this. Like, on three does their NIL valuations and mm-hmm. stuff, and, and th- those are never accurate on both sides. Because I, I don't mean to get, I, I don't want to talk negatively about somebody producing content, but on three and their NIL valuations don't factor in a lot of things. And it's a lot it, of guesswork. It's a lot of guesswork, and, and you just don't know, and it depends on who's what's, after the kids. Right. And, it's what's worth one to one is not worth. One to the other, right? But I would we'll, love to. We're going to talk what, about that in probably just a few minutes. We probably will. Yeah, we uh, we're going to get to that. Uh, a Mississippi State player has hit the portal. A very good player, and there's there's some talk about whether or not he may end up playing for Ole Miss, like his former teammate did at the same position. But we'll get to that in a second. I would love to know though when this. Or if this is going to stop, this kind of conversation, or because of how important football is, will these conversations of players are going to be able to drive up prices just continue on forever? I am very curious to see what happens after the COVID years end. When's the last time the price of anything dropped? Gas, bread, televisions, anything. Televisions are down. They're down. Like over the long haul, you can probably get like a DVR for cheap now. Well, yeah, things are in, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, the answer to the question is no. They will, they are, they will constantly be prices driving up, and you're going to see seven figure players as we as we go along. It's just it's just the nature of of how we do things. It's capitalism unleashed upon America. Yes, uh, it is. Shout out to Dutch Vanderlin. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's got jokes over here. He knows who that is. Um, so don't judge me. I don't know who that is. I just laughed. Oh, okay. Who is that? Uh, he's the uh, antagonist from Red Dead Redemption. I played that. You don't know who Dutch is? No, I. I, I, I don't this guy. I don't play it very well. well. Then. Yeah. What did you just get out of the first minute? You're like, snow. I'm out of here. There's a Daniel Tosh skit about how he tells jokes at first, and they have a wide appeal. Like everybody knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. The deeper he goes, the fewer and fewer yeah, people yeah. get it. That's yeah. just what we did. Yeah. We opened it up with, hey, you know, we got, we're here at the, at the trademark. We've got. Trace Adkins. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, I know who that guy is. And I know where starts, Jackson is. I know what football is. And then I don't know who Dutch Vanderlyn like, is. Who's Dutch Vanderlyn? So. We will talk 
about that Mississippi State player hitting the portal. Who is it? Why did he do it? And where is he going? We'll talk about that next. Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Brian Haydad with you. It's Sports Talk Mississippi on a Friday live at the Trademark in Jackson celebrating 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau. So we won't waste any more time. Ra-Ra Thomas for Mississippi State has entered the or intends to enter the transfer portal. I guess he can't officially do right. it until right. Monday, but he announced his intentions to hit the portal. Mississippi State's leading receiver mm-hmm. this past season. So Yard- when you, for yardage. For yardage. When you have a string of players sticking around on the defensive and the offensive side of the ball because uh, Griffin – I guess just announced that he is Tulu Griffin, yeah, or signed his deal anyway. Yeah. His social media presence tells you he wasn't going anywhere anyway. Right, right, but right. either way, it's after everybody, this is the first major portal name to drop really in the yeah. state. I think, especially in terms of, of playing time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen some some big time recruits you know come and go, but those were guys who weren't getting it done. Rara Thomas is a guy who you know was a big piece of what state wants to. So do. why did this happen? It is as simple as an IL. It is. It is literally that simple. That it's like a picture, like a job negotiation. He wanted X, state offered Y, and and, there, and never the twain shall meet. And so Rara Thomas will go into the portal. Um, I'm told that his his demands were high, uh, higher than almost anybody else on the team would have been getting. Uh, a number that was just unfeasible, you know, for Mississippi State. And it's not it's not a, que- a question of state didn't have the money to do it. It was a question of it's two parts. It's one. You have to. We have to be smart. This is a business. Yeah. You can't just go spending willy nilly on everything. And then two, I mean, these guys are friends, right? So if Rara Thomas gets X and Tulu Griffin gets Y and Rufus Harvey gets Z, and then Rara Thomas says, "Well, I got this," they're going to come back. Well, why didn't I get this? Rufus Harvey's going to say, "I had the most catches on the team." Tulu Griffin's going, "Hey, I, I make things happen in the return game," and now all of a sudden you know, it becomes unfeasible. Yeah. So that may be a hard pill to swallow. But state and almost fans are going to have to swallow it too. They're going to, there's going to be a guy they're just going to say, look, at the end of the day, the financial investment does not match what we're getting on the field. That happened uh, not about current roster in that May. I, I just don't know. That happened in recruiting. They were after a, a certain quarterback, mm-hmm. and that quarterback wanted or at least really liked Lane Kiffin, really liked Ole Miss as a brother on the team, wanted to go to Ole Miss, but there was a point where they were like, you know, we can't do that. Right. And he's now committed to Florida after being committed to Miami. Right. Um, fans don't like this. And I understand why. I truly, I understand well, it's why It's easy not. to fix if you're a fan. Just send the money in. It is very easy to fix if, if you're a fan. I think people are making incorrect comparisons, though. I see too many people compare this to NFL free agency. Yes. Um, you are in the right neighborhood, but you're knocking on the wrong door. This isn't. NFL free agency. This is Major League Baseball free agency. Mm-hmm. Because in the NFL, everybody's got the same amount. Yeah, there's no cap here. 
There's no cap here. And so it's like Texas A&M's the New York Yankees. Great comparison. Don't win anything at all, but they spend the most. Richard just catching strays. Yeah, he is. That was unintentional, but but that's okay. At least least he's on Chris Paul. But... Mississippi State doesn't have what Texas A&M has right. or what Alabama has. Ole Miss doesn't have what Texas A&M has. But we, they, the same thing goes with, with anything football. Think about you know, through the years, why doesn't Mississippi State and Ole Miss have a practice facility or a, a locker room that looks like Alabama's? Yeah. you got to be smarter about how you spend your money. And the same thing is true here. So the comparison that, that somebody made to me, and, and uh, you know, I can't confirm any of these numbers, right? But I, I, have, I was told, uh, I was given an idea of what Quinshawn Judkins got from Ole Miss, right? Mm-hmm. Rara wanted that kind of money. It, it is rumored. I don't know if it's true or not. They will not release this number, right, but it, they is, should. it is rumored that the deal is worth 500k. That right. is a rumor. I have no but idea if it's true. The, but here's the truth: of this it matter. could be less. I don't know. Quinshawn Judkins is worth that number. He is the engine that makes everything go at Ole Miss. He is the superstar. He's going to carry the ball. He's going to touch the ball 25 to 30 times a game. Yeah, Rara Thomas might catch the might touch the ball 30 times in five games. That's not worth it. And so when people say, well, I hear he's going to Ole Miss, I'll be totally honest with you, Michael, as a state person, I, I kind of hope he does. Because if he if he gets that deal from Ole Miss, they're tying up 10% of what they've said they have in NIL in two guys. That's poor yeah, business. They, they, there's no way. That's poor business. And so they need a wide receiver. That, and that's not to say he can't go to Ole Miss. He might go to Ole Miss. He might just decide he wants to go there despite. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I am saying that if that number, if the numbers that I was told were correct, Ole Miss can't tie up ten percent of their entire NIL fund into two guys. They you wouldn't can, do that. You can tie up five percent in Judkins because he's worth it. But ten yeah. percent and and there's no way you can't convince me that you can't go in the portal. And look, I'm, I've always been a big rah rah fan. If you go back and look at my Twitter from his freshman year, even I was like, this guy is a, is an NFL guy. I think he is an NFL guy. He'll be a good receiver. He'll be wide receiver one for a good college football program next year. But to Mississippi State in their system, with the way they bring guys in and out, the way they rotate guys, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it. So it's a big loss. Don't don't say that it's not a big loss. But it's a guy that you can replace. Yeah. So it, we get a message, now nah, he's going to Georgia per the Georgia mods. I have heard it, Georgia as a potential landing spot. For and him. That, that kind of illustrates when you're talking about business. It, it's... Obvious. I mean, we can talk about this openly and transparently. Georgia has more money to spend on recruiting than Mississippi State. They just do. They they simply do. They They did before NIL. They let it sit last year. They didn't take a single transfer. That's crazy. They are now. Yeah. Uh, They will now for sure. But that's the. So if you're Mississippi State and and you're. I mean, we can be open about this too. If you're the coaches that are helping figure out how the money should be distributed per player, who is worth that kind of money? One albeit very good, wide receiver, mm-hmm. or five recruits. Yeah. Or, or five guys I in the would, portal that may not have that SEC experience, but State, that are in positions of need. You need a cornerback. Yeah. State brought back five experienced defensive guys this week, right? Bookie Watson, Jaden Cromedy, Jet Johnson, Colin, I'm sorry, Colin hasn't declared yet, but uh, Nathan Pickering and Jordan Davis, right? Who's more valuable? Five? Or one. Mike Texas. I'm not, not going to go the Robert Baratheon route and bring the fist. I'm yeah. not going to do that. So. <laughs> Mike in Oxford, Texas, and says Judkins signed a two year contract for about 20K per month. If that's the case, then worth it. And, and some fans don't like hearing that. Oh, he's just a college kid. The scholarship should be worth it. I, I get that. I, I, I really understand that line of thinking, but, but arguing that's kind of a waste of time. 
because it's over now. Players can get paid. Yeah. And Quinshaw Judkins that mo- directly attributed to wins on the field for Ole Miss. Ole Miss won games because he was on the team, and presumably they will do it next year. People are going to buy tickets to Ole Miss games to watch Judkins play. I mean, it, the, the value he brings that national publicity. Yes. I mean, he will be a preseason Heisman. He will have Heisman odds going into the season. Yes, I agree. They're, they're going to take him to media days, and everybody's going to want to talk to Judkins, and they're, they're going to talk about Heisman stuff with him. And so... It it feels wrong to some people that we're having this conversation about Mississippi State's losing a receiver because he wants money and they don't feel like like he's enough. If Haydad's sources are correct, and I, I believe that they are, this is the reality, though. So em, embrace it or else because it's not changing anytime soon. But the thing is, as we talked about yesterday... NIL helped Mississippi State keep any a high-level defensive front six. Yeah. A high level one pre NIL, some of those guys and they will the go NFL into the portal and they will find a wide receiver and he will deliver forty to fifty catches, five hundred to six hundred yards, five to seven touchdowns. The same way Rara Thomas did happened last season. Or you know, Justin Robinson will step up, or Tulu Griffin will will, will pick up some more. Catch. I mean, they have talent on campus yeah. and they have guys in the portal. Somebody said, I don't know if this is totally accurate. Say wide receivers are a dime a dozen in the transfer portal. That's that's a little little bit harsh because there are some good wide receivers out there that are better than the rest. But he's right in that. Two years ago, who knew who Makai Polk was? Nobody, nobody. And then he catches a hundred passes. So there's a Makai Polk out there right now. It's just getting him in the right system, of course. And so that's it's up to Mississippi State now uh, to to find that guy. And, and as the world turns. In college football, Chase in Columbus says people can like it or not, but if you want to cross the bridge, you have to pay the toll. That's true. He also says him potentially being poached by Georgia is exactly why it was imperative for Ole Miss to lock him up. Talking about Judkins. Every year, State and Ole Miss have guys close to that level. The bigger money will come calling. It just is what it is. Matthew in Oklahoma says, does Notre Dame do NIL? Wondering about Drew Pine. Yes, they do. They do. He hit the portal today. I think, and here's the thing: that some guys are still going to go into the portal because of their situations. Yeah, they feel like you know they can get more playing time. I'll just go ahead and get. I don't know about the portal for this, but I was told today that uh, Mississippi State's running backs, Dylan Johnson, Jaquavius Marks, they have some questions, but their questions are about not about NIL because that's been taken care of. Their questions are about coach: Are we going to run the football? You yeah. know, you saw what it's happens when we run the football. Those are fair questions. Donald in Oxford says, and guys, this whole NIL is about to get nasty over the next five to ten years. Knew it was coming, and 2022 was the first year I haven't attended a game since 93, navigating towards the NFL. And I understand that. I I do. I keep saying that. I understand. I do. But college football is having an incredibly good ratings season for what that's worth. And because of the transfer portal, maybe not because, correlation doesn't always equal causation. But it felt like there was more parity in college football than we've had in the playoff era. Maybe it has something to do with that. It's an interesting conversation. More coming up with you at Sports Talk Mississippi, live at the Trademark in Jackson, celebrating 100 years of Farm Bureau. We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here we, here we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi.
90s country, I won't lie. This is the unusual playlist from Will, Will East. Will East, Will East is doing this against his will. No, no pun intended. Uh, pun I absolutely intended. He Joe, country Joe right Differy, uh, we can't talk about it, but the, the recipient of the greatest tweet of all time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we can't talk You're gonna about it. You're going to have to show me at the break. Though. I will try to do that. So, so we're, we're just talking about it. Let's give a shout-out here to some folks from the Mississippi National Guard. Yes, sir. Loyal listeners. We love those guys. Thank them for our service. We appreciate them. Yeah, it, it's a little intimidating when uh, an, an active-duty military member walks up to you in uniform, like seeking you out, you know? It's a little intimidating. He's like, why do you want to talk to me? Turns out he's a, he's a really nice guy and likes what we do, which uh, is not. I mean, we, we've had police officers come talk to us. We've had military guys come talk to us. I feel like yeah. if we ever got in trouble, we'd be okay. We, we should be I mean? all right. Somebody stole a package off my porch a couple days ago. I just need to call up some of our buddies. Exactly. Magically exactly. showed up this morning, though. They were probably disappointed with what was inside. When, um, when I lived in Bellhaven, I had a package taken off of my front porch. And it was a a mermaid blanket I got for my now wife, mm-hmm. which is it's a blanket that looks like a mermaid tail wraps around. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, somebody somebody stole it off of my porch, and like six hours later, it shows up back on the porch, and the box is ripped like to shreds. Uh-huh. I guess the guy didn't like, want what was in it and was had a conscience and brought it back to. Me. I saw a great thing that they said. Instead of a litter box, use an Amazon box, and then when it's full, just tape it up, put it on your porch. Somebody will steal it. You don't have to worry about it. It's a good idea, actually. There you go. It's a really. So if you got cats and you got Amazon boxes, problem solved. We get a text here. This is for Borky. I was listening to a podcast at work today, and a guy said he had sweet potatoes with mushrooms, and everybody roasted him. And I thought of you. People don't forget what we say on here; they will remember forever. Uh, that is uh, that is one of those. We have a couple of questions about NIL because that's the name of the game. Mississippi State's leading receiver enters the portal. Everybody's attributing that to NIL purposes. I mean, that's kind of the name of the game. We do get this message. Uh, If a player receives X amount of dollars as an NIL deal, is that for one year or duration of his time at the school? It varies. It varies. It depends on It's just like any other contract. Yeah. Yeah, some some players in the NFL are on one-year deals. Some are on five-year deals, so... It uh, it just depends, but th- this is it's something that's not going away. This year, this kind of stuff is going to die down, though. People are obsessed with the transfer portal right now, and roster spots for high school players. And this is something that the NCAA spoiler alert: the NCAA did something without forethought. Imagine so that. they gave everybody because of COVID and how you had some teams that could play this amount of games. The season was ruined, in effect, although it was played. So they gave every player in college at that time an extra year of eligibility, but they didn't increase the size of the rosters. So you still only had 85 scholarships, and you still had players with... uh, You granted every player an extra year of eligibility. And so, like, if your school loses eight players to the portal... And gains eight players to the portal, mm-hmm. you still have the same amount of scholarships to offer to the high school players. Like nothing changes from that regard. But I felt like that was a rule that needed to be happened. To be honest, the extra year? No, not the extra year. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the uh, my mistake. Oh, that we're just we're, replacing we're, players. They, they, you know, because the year one of this, they were just like, no, you can still only sign however many. This year they changed it where if you if you lose ten guys you can go get ten more guys yes. as long as you're under your eighty five limit at the end which is a great idea because it doesn't impact the high COVID year though yeah I mean the COVID year has completely for, for you have guys who should language, be in their they, second it has or, screwed high school players you have guys who should be in their second third year of the NFL 
you've yeah. got 23, 24-year-olds mm-hmm. playing college football. And, and so high school players, the, the availability for high school players uh, has been shot. And that's right. an NCAA issue that will end up correcting itself. But current high school seniors are, are having a harder time getting scholarships and getting roster spots because there's fewer of them because players that have been in your program for five years get to be in your program for a sixth year. Yeah. And, and there, there was no... No foresight whatsoever. They just everybody gets an extra year, but you have to figure out how to keep your roster below eighty-five. Uh, high school players are are in a bad spot right, right. now. Uh, you're going to have a situation where come Monday, one out of if the trend continues, one out of every three players that played college football this year will be in the transfer portal. No. One out of every three. Think about that. That that is it's hard to fathom, but. You can do two things about it. A coach can be like Dabo Sweeney and whine and complain and carry on about how, and we got a couple of texts about how it's ruining college football, and, and, and you can be like that and, and you will be left behind, or you can embrace it and accept that this is reality now and be successful. That, those are the two choices because nothing else, no amount of complaining from Dabo Sweeney, who complains a lot, by the way. He's a complainer. He is a complainer. Uh, no amount of complaining from him is going to change the fact that if you don't embrace it, you're going to get left behind. Clemson needs to get a quarterback. They, they need, Either they, they get rid of DJ and, and politely ask him to... I'm just laughing at you. My, my peanut butter thing. stick? Yeah, I like this thing. <laughs> I, I didn't know... You've been talking the whole time with a peanut butter spreader in your I, I am uh, a fidgeter. I hear you. I, 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 get, I, I need something I to, to mess my legs, with. man. I'm, yeah. I'm always moving. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here like Lee Corso, just not so fast, my friend. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with something later. I want you to be ready. I'll give you a take, and you just dump in with the not so fast and the peanut so, butter. Or we can just throw these, um, these it's a stress peanut ball. stress balls at yeah. each other. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that he's not here today, but whenever Richard talks, I'll just squeeze that peanut stress ball. (laughs) It'll just make it easier uh, to stomach. But if if guys like Dabo are not going to do that, they're going to get left behind. Uh, Same thing with with Mississippi State and Ole Miss and and Southern Miss. Southern Miss needs to go get a quarterback. Uh, I think at this point it's pretty clear that there are options in the portal. Wait till I tell you some of the names that are in the portal at the quarterback position. Yeah. These are people that Southern Miss need to call, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, uh, a teaser for 405. How's that? We'll talk about it at 405. I'll give you some names in the transfer portal at the quarterback position, and I will ask the question, yeah. should Mississippi State explore Ooh. looking at some of those guys? We'll do that at, uh, at 405. One thing we haven't talked about, by the way. Not from the portal, but into the draft. Emmanuel Forbes declares. Emmanuel Forbes declares for the draft. That was probably always going to happen. I have not gotten confirmation yet about his bowl status. I would be surprised if he played in whatever bowl game. But, speaking of NIL, a lot of bowls this year are putting together NIL deals to try to get some of the marquee players to play. So once State has their – I think that might be what we're waiting on here, to see where State's bowl destination is and then to see does that bowl want to give a perk package for Emmanuel Forbes to show up and play. But if he does, if that does not be the case, I would expect him to just go ahead and move on with his his, his career, and that's a guy I think will be a day two pick, second, third round. That's what and he's projected right now. I, 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 Dane Brugler, who's been on the show with us before from the yeah. Athletic, has been on, and uh, he did a first round mock today and did not have Forbes in it. 
So I would, I have to assume the guy who's leading the nation in interceptions, who's been such a, a valuable player, who's shown the, such explosive ability throughout his career, second, third round is probably that's where Cam Dantzler went. Jonathan and Banks and Darius Slay were both second rounders. Third round, huge value. What a his, great his size is the only issue. It's not his height. He, yeah. he's, he's just slight. He's skinny. And uh, you know, I think they said I saw a stat that no player under 175 pounds has been drafted in the first round ever. Or since like the fifties really? or something, you know, when guys started getting bigger. yeah, when, when offensive tackles were one eighty five, yeah. Back then, I could have been a star. I yeah, just clogging up the middle like you've never seen. Would people try to do the greatest college football player of all time played in nineteen fifty eight? It's didn't like, know. oh, stop it. But that said, Forbes I think is listed like one sixty eight. He's just he's just a skinny dude, so he needs to put on a little size. But other than that, yeah, yeah. he's he's big time quarterback, big time ball. Uh, Ball hawk. One more message here on the text line. There's nothing inherently wrong with allowing players to transfer without sitting or NIL, but combined it is mayhem and not good for college football. Now it's just free agency with zero limits other than money and scholarship availability. That sounds like limits to me, though. There's, it feels chaotic now, and, and maybe it will be. But honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I think it's fun. I do. I, I enjoy this. The, the problem is going to be if your coach leaves. Lincoln Riley, when he left USC or when he left Oklahoma for USC, Oklahoma was left in a bad, bad, bad way. Right. If Lane Kiffin would have left Ole Miss for Auburn, ooh, that would have. I been. mean, I feel like pretty confident telling you that where if Lane Kiffin had gone to Auburn, Quinn John Junkins was going. Auburn, to Auburn would have paid whatever it took to get him to do that. Yeah, uh, I don't it, have any doubt in my else. mind about that. So that's where it becomes a problem. But if you're a State or Ole Miss, even a Southern Miss fan today. And you think, one, State's got a great defense coming back. Ole Miss has, I think you could argue, coming back for 2023, the best quarterback-running back combination in the SEC. Returning. Best quarterback-running back combination in the league. There's a lot to be excited about. And then you get to sit back and have your coaches say, I need a wide receiver. That kid from FIU was incredible on a bad team. Let me add him to my roster. It's almost like, you know, Christmas is coming up. You get to open some presents on Christmas Day. You've got a good foundation where you are right now. State's got a good defense coming back, and you get to add a corner if there's one available. Maybe add a wide receiver, get some offensive line help. But your foundations that you're building on are really solid. I I think this is exciting more than it is a negative. Anyway, 406 will do the quarterback thing. I... Uh, I hope state fans aren't upset with the take that I will have to start the 4 o'clock out. If they listen to my podcast, they won't be. It's a good podcast, by the way. It is. Sports Talk Mississippi will be right back from the Trade Martin Jackson. In Mississippi sports, you'll hear about it first, right here. Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad here with you at the Trademark Jackson celebrating 100 years of Mississippi Farm Bureau. Joining us right now, Robert Earl McGeehee and Donald Gant. Now, you guys are... One of you represents the north half of the state. Right. Donald is north vice president. I'm the south 
vice president. Okay. So is there like a rivalry between the two? No, no, no. No? No, 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 not at all, no competition? No, no competition no. whatsoever. Except he's a beef producer and he wants corn cheap, and I'm a, a row crop farmer and I want corn high. <laughs> you two act like y'all might have known each other a yeah, long time. Yeah, how long have you known each other? Yeah. Oh, a long time. A long time. Uh, <laughs> we'll just keep, keep the we, numbers. We're good, we good friends. Uh, we talk to one another quite often. And uh, yeah. So you said before we got started that you're both farmers. When did that start? Has that been from birth? How did you guys get into it? Where, what's the origin story from the two of you? I graduated from college in 69 from Delta State and started farming in 70. And my dad had been farming 80 acres, and he had lost the ground, and he was offered 320, and he said, come farm with me. I went farm with him. I have farmed my entire life with third-generation dairy farmers as of 2009, and uh, prices got so bad we we sold out, and now we're we're beef, cow calf, and our background steers. Uh, uh, education. I went to Southern Mississippi. I wanted to coach and teach. Okay, and, uh, that didn't last long. Uh, I had a the teaching or the coaching. The coaching was fine. The teaching, is, <laughs> we, <laughs> it just just didn't work out with a, a short temper. So. Uh, yeah, coaching's fine if you got a little fire in you. That's what they oh, want. Oh, that's what short temper is fine for a coach. What did you teach? Yeah. I was a uh, history and government. Okay. All right. And I was working on English. My wife says, Oh, boy. God bless us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, the the industry, I imagine, has, has changed a ton. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very much it. so. If we, uh, if we didn't change, we wouldn't still be in business. Really? No, we couldn't, we couldn't stay in business if we didn't change. I mean, it changes every year just about. So how do you keep up? I mean, you know, we, we talk about football, and tra- you know, college football is changing so much, but oh, at the end of the yes, day, guys still line up and they play, and, and it's yeah. still football. But they can swap teams every year uh, and everything else. Yeah. And, I would think the row cropping changes more than the beef industry. Uh, they're their technology is is way ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, our technology has come through genetics and breeding. So, so yeah. we we have to watch our our, te- our genetics on breeding if, if we're looking for milk, or if we're looking for fat and milk on our calves coming off the cow. So, so our technology has come way up. If you go back and look twenty five years ago, you had them little short legged cattle weigh about six hundred pounds. Now you look at that same cows and they're They'll they'll be long and weigh twelve hundred. So wow. So we've we've put a lot of beef. And on the steaks the steaks are a little bigger than they probably ought to be. <laughs> yeah, it, that know. steak can't ever be big enough. What are you talking about? Yeah. Make and it as big as you can. Even the technology on, on the beef side, they can sonogram that meat and tell you if it's prime Damn. or what. And uh, really? they rail it off as if it's whatever cut it's going to be. How about that? So technology has helped us a lot on this. It shows how uneducated I am because my thought would be, you know, just keep them alive, feed them, make sure they don't get sick, and and that's it. And we got Well, all of that that works, but still we have to, uh, when we sell, we want to sell a top-line beef. And uh, in the South, it takes us a little more because we don't have the forage that they have up north in Kansas, Mm -hmm. Nebraska. So our cattle have bigger ruminants, and the feedlots love them because when they come in, they can take in more feed and put on more weight. So it, it, it's, it works out. That sounds like the us. story of my life, I'll be totally honest with you. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to go in and say row crop has definitely changed. I mean, years ago, if you made 20 or 25 bushel of soybeans, you were doing about normal. And now if you we make 70, 75 on average, have some fields that cut 100 bushel, and Dennis. I would have swore that would never happen. Uh, I, I farm with my two sons, and uh, I would have bet that I'd never buy me a tractor that drove itself. <laughs> but the first one they bought was the one we rode up and planted corn with, which I did. And, boy, it's really nice. Really nice. What's that like, the, the family dynamic? You said you farm with your sons, your third generation. You know, I, I share, like I said, I share football with, with, yeah. with my dad. Um, but, but that's got to be a different level, right? Yeah. It is. Actually, we are fourth-generation farming on the land that I'm still farming. My great-great-grandfather went into the dairy industry along with uh, cotton and corn and truck farming. So wow. so we, we farm a little bit of everything in my lifetime. Wow. Okay. Well, on the opposite side of it, like I said, my dad was renting his ground, and he lost it, and we rented 320 acres, and... We've been blessed. The Lord's looked out for us, and we farm over 4,000 now, and the majority of it we own. So, Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. It's Robert Earl McGee and Donald Gant of Farm Bureau. And really appreciate it. We appreciate uh, our partnership, and you guys and We did mention here. 100 years of Farm 100 Bureau. 100 years of Farm Bureau. <laughs> an incredible, incredible accomplishment. It is incredible. To, it is. For an organization to be in business that long. Yeah, no no doubt. And still have the strength. Yeah. And the boss of agriculture that we have. Yes, sir. Hope Support can do Mississippi more. farmers. We'll be right back. Yeah. Now that's country. More sports talk, Mississippi. Now. Now. And Brian Haydad with you on a Friday from the Trademark in Jackson celebrating 100 years of Mississippi Farm Bureau. Kenny and Greenwood sends us a text that I agree with. Really agree with this text, actually. He says, I think these players that sign NIL deals should have to play in their bowl games. If they sign contracts, which is what they are, he put it in quotes, but it's what they are, they should play the entire season. You're paid, you play. Sure, there are risks, but NFL players can't opt out of meaningless games, so paid college players shouldn't be able to either. Strong, strong, strong agree. If you are paying these kids on top of the scholarships and the cost of attendance checks and free room and board and all that stuff, if you're giving them that, and then thousands upon thousands of dollars on top of it all, they play in the bowl game. I think that is totally fair and should be part of the deal. I agree completely. The only thing I would say, there's two there's two things I'll say. First off, I know for a fact that some NIL deals are set up that way, that a player doesn't receive their last payment until January 3rd or something like that. To almost, you know, which in the part it's part of the contract. It's, yeah. If you're not on the roster at that time, you don't receive the the, the, the payment. So that that's going that, that is happening. The only thing I would say is this for someone who doesn't have a deal like that or whatever, 
The university isn't making these deals. It's on the NIL collectives to, to, to structure their deals that way. And they but should. If It's not the university saying you can't stay. Because if somebody's opting out, they're leaving. They're leaving the university. Yeah. So, you know, taking away their scholarship doesn't mean anything to them. So it's on those NIL collectives to to, uh, to, uh, to to set up their contracts in such a way that they can help keep guys in, in the fold as long as they can. Paul says, what's fun about having Blue Bloods with more money poach your best players? So if somebody offered Judkins double and he left Ole Miss, would you be okay with it? My answer is yes, because I support free market capitalism, and I think legal adults should be able to command however much money that they get. And he replied and said, that's all well and good. It just keeps the rich at the top and the poor at the bottom. It keeps State and Ole Miss always on uneven playing field with the Blue Bloods is all. Yes, but they've always been on an uneven playing field, but if you look at Ole Miss right now, I believe there are state fans and stuff that, that try to tell me that Ole Miss's $10 million number is fake. You are wrong. You're wrong. You are simply, completely, and totally wrong, and you can tweet at me all you want. It doesn't make you any less wrong. That is more money than a lot of quote-unquote blue bloods have. That is a good number. That is a competitive number. Put it this way. Ryan Day at Ohio State said they need 12 to $13 million to keep their roster and, and be competitive. So you're talking about a similar dollar amount to Ohio State. There, there are ways that you can do this, whether creatively, through development, or whatever. No, you're not going to have A&M money. Of course not. You never did, though. You couldn't get the best players in the country anyway at a high volume because behind the scenes you didn't have enough money to do it. Recruiting has never, ever, ever been clean. How do people in this state forget the Leo Lewis saga? How do we forget that? I don't know what you're talking about. That, that was a dirty recruit. No, I, I say dirty. No, that was how recruiting happened. It wasn't just him. It's just different now. So, anyway. On that note, there are a ton, and I mean a ton, of quarterbacks in the portal. Ones that were good in high school. Ones that were good in college. Ones that were backups, like Hudson Card, for example, from Texas. He's in the portal right now. Malik Hornsby from Arkansas. He's in the portal. Brennan Armstrong from Virginia is in the portal. He's a talented quarterback. Davis Brin, before his injury, looked really good at Tulsa. I mean, there are guys upon guys upon guys. Uh, Boston College's quarterback, uh, Jerkovic, I believe is how you say his last name. Watched him play once. He yeah. looked great. Uh, Drew Pine from Notre Dame. I mean, Mississippi State. We're still early in this process, too. There are more guys. Are Portal hadn't even opened. It opens on Monday. Yeah. I think that Mississippi State should thoroughly pursue quarterbacks in the transfer portal and not just to play after next year. I think that they should look at their options in the transfer portal to possibly find a quarterback that elevates the talent ceiling of the position for 2023. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I think that even with the better season, and it was better, even with the Egg Bowl win, it happened. Mississippi State can be better at the most important position on the field. And if I were Mike Leach, if I were his staff, I would look thoroughly in the transfer portal at a quarterback. So we talked about this a, good, a great deal a few uh, on a few Thunder and Lightning podcasts. And the conclusion that Robbie and I came to, Robbie Falk and I came to, is this. 
we agree that the state should make that effort, right? Because here's the truth of this matter. You should try to get better at every position. All right? Quinshawn Judkins is a great running back, fantastic running back. But if B. John Robinson wanted to transfer to Ole Miss, they're taking B. John Robinson. They're going to do it, right? Yeah. Ron Thomas is, is or Tulu Griffin's a great return man and all that. But if there's a better guy out there that wants to come to Mississippi State, you get him. That's that's how recruiting is. It would be no different if there was a can't miss JUCO guy out there, isn't it? And you're just like, you know, if if Cam Newton was out there, who's a JUCO player, and you had a starting quarterback, but if Cam Newton wants to come, you say yes. Coaches aren't coaches don't make millions of dollars by turning down talented football players who want to play for them. That being said, so state yes would be wise to go out and look. That being said, it's going to be a tough sell because yeah. on the surface, what are you going to see? A guy who started close to thirty games now, who's rewritten the school's record book, who's entrenched as the starter, and Leach can Leach is going to have to and his staff are going to have to recruit this guy. And you got to find a guy who's mobile, right? That's the main thing. The accuracy is is one thing, but you know, you got to find somebody who's different than Will Rogers, and you got to have to sell him like, look, our offense lacks what you provide. We can't promise you the starting job, but we can promise you it's, a, it's it will be a clean and open competition. That's all you can promise. Now, would that have been enough to get Jackson Dart in the, the door a year ago? Probably not. Dart was probably told, "Look, it's going to be a competition, but you know that you're the favorite. You know that you're better than Luke Altmaier. You know the drill here, Jack. Yeah, it's like yeah, we're saying one thing, we're saying another. So it's going to be. It would be really tough. And you know, and nobody's going to force Will Rogers out. Nobody's going to you know Wally Pip him or anything like that. So it's a situation where state probably would be better off going that route, but getting somebody in the door. I mean, we can say they need to do it, but actually doing it and being able to pull it off is going to be is going to be trouble. I think that their best case is to find an FCS guy, sort of like the Cameron Ward who went to uh, to Washington State. Yeah, somebody like that who might who's one that who's like I can take a gamble to come up and come up a level with eligibility it, left with eligibility left. Yeah. That's the way I would look at it. So we we'll just got see. an email. <laughs> Did you hear that simultaneously? We uh, we hey, just Alex, got we email. got your email. Thank you. We got it. How uh, how about that? So yeah, yeah. We tomorrow get this on message. the Paul Gallo show, Tim Moore, the president of the CEO of Mississippi Hospital Association, will be on with him, and Michael Callahan, the executive vice P of uh, Electronic Cooperatives of Mississippi. So tune in tomorrow, for Paul Gallo in the morning. It's Monday. I can't read. So <laughs> it is Friday. Gallo doesn't come on tomorrow. That's that's. I read really the scoreboard at the end. Left to right, words. Uh, well, how was and, and how was that? Did you see that? See those numbers? I egg bowl smack. I First love, one of the day. I love Will though. No, no, we had we had egg bowl smack before the show started too. We get this message. After the first six games, everybody was talking about how great Will Rogers was doing. Now we're talking about replacing him. Here's here's the thing. Did you watch the last six games? As simple as that. Did you watch the last six games? And looking into the portal at somebody doesn't mean you just go get anybody to bench him for. Mississippi State is actually in a good position to do this because they're not desperate. They're not desperate for a quarterback. They don't have to just go sign somebody and hope beyond hope that he's going to end up being right. good. That's not. This isn't Auburn from last year. Auburn just had to sign people in the portal just right. hoping that they were going to end up being good. They got Ashford who can't throw the ball. They got Calzada who... 
Well, also can't throw the ball. Can't throw the ball, but still, I he mean, can't run either, though. So he's he's really bad. So no, this isn't an Auburn situation. You've right. got Will Rogers. You've got an established, good and you've college got quarterback. Three highly recruited freshmen. Yes. you got Robertson. You got Braden Locke. You're bringing in Chris Parson as an as an early enrollee. You have options there. You just like to bring in a veteran guy to give Rogers a little push, just to see if he can do it. Yeah, if if you reach out to Hudson Card and and he is interested, then you go from there, but not desperate. Why not Robertson, who's already there? Just if you watched him play this year, you can see he's not quite ready yet. It would be it would be like bringing in a veteran guy doesn't hurt. You. And if Robertson goes in the transfer portal, he just goes. You still got Locke and you still got Parson. Yeah. But bringing in a veteran guy is not going to hurt you. You, Brad, you need somebody who's played. Bradley and Marietta says a mobile quarterback in the air raid sounds like a triple option. Well, Jackson Dart's a mobile quarterback. Don't think about it as running the ball. Think about it as keeping plays alive in the pocket. Yeah. 601-879-4395 is the text line. Bold destinations or projections? We'll find out, uh, I guess, Sunday, won't we? But we'll tell you where Old Miss and State are projected to go, including Southern Miss also, who's going to a bowl game. When we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi, don't go anywhere. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. the headline to you, then we'll get to bowl projections, but an interesting thing just came across my feed. An attorney who represented NFL players in that gigantic concussion settlement has been indicted by the Department of Justice for racketeering. He's being accused of duping the players into fraudulent investments and then loaning money back to them at higher interest rates. So the concussion lawyer uh, facing 20 years in prison for taking Advantage of those players you represented. Terrible. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad at the Trademark in Jackson celebrating 100 years of Farm Bureau. So Brett McMurphy, I think, is the most connected guy when it comes to this specific content right here. Talking about bull projections. And I have no idea why. Yeah, like, how, how did you get that niche? It yeah. works for him, I guess. He's yeah. the bull projections guy. He's uh, he's like Joey Brackets during basketball season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets these almost exclusively correct. Now, things will change after this weekend for sure, but generally speaking, these are pretty darn good yeah. uh, for what it's worth. He's making uh, his assumptions based on the favorites winning, basically. Yes. Let's say assumptions. He's making his predictions. So his playoff uh, is the top four, uh, which, spoiler alert for the 5 o'clock hour, I think that that's how it's going to go as well. I'm expecting chalk this weekend uh, in the Gator Bowl, Tennessee Tulane for what that's worth, Washington and Penn State and the Rose Bowl. Remember, Ohio State told the Rose Bowl, we've been too much, please don't pick us. We'll go somewhere else. That somewhere else will be the Orange Bowl against Clemson, Kansas State and Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. But let's find our teams. By the way, LSU in the Cheez-It Bowl against Purdue. Imagine being one game away What's going on here? What's up? Uh, imagine being one game away. What just happened? I have no idea. But we, we're uh, trying to work here, please. I, 
Alex over there, the hardest working person here, trying to interrupt us. How I dare know, she? I don't know what's uh, going unbelievable. On. Um, LSU went from winning the SEC championship and getting a playoff spot mm-hmm. to facing Purdue in the Cheese It Bowl. Mm-hmm. What a reward for well, a great that, season! That, 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 it's not the Cheese Cheese It Bowl. It's the Cheese It Fiesta Bowl. No Citrus Bowl. Oh, Jesus, yes, Citrus Bowl. Okay, the that's right. it, So there's a Cheez-It Bowl and there's a Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Okay, okay. There's a, but the Cheez-It Bowl is like for a low tier. Yes. This is at least, this is where the brand takes away. <laughs> First yes, off, exactly. we talked about this before, Cheez-It Citrus is a terrible mix. I don't want lime citrus uh, Cheez-Its. Yeah, no. Uh, but that being said, I mean, it's still the Citrus Bowl. It's still a decent, Orlando's a good stop. Did I tell you I met a Cheez-It Bowl rep in Oxford? How did that go? So, well, so I'm sitting there. Uh, this is after the game. And uh, I turn around, and there's a couple of bowl reps talking, and one guy has the Cheez-It pin. I was like, hold up. Are you from the Cheez-It Bowl? And he's like, I am. I was like, do you have any more of those pins? And he's like, I sure do. And so I have he my, gave you a pin? I got a Cheez-It Bowl pin. I gave it to so, my, my, my youngest. Oh, I was about to say, next time we have a remote where we have to dress up, where Richard will be in his finely pressed suit my with his pocket bowl. square, yeah, yeah. you should have had your Cheez-It Bowl pin I can, I, can, I can get it back from her, yeah. You should uh, you should do that. Kentucky, Illinois, the Music City Bowl, South Carolina, Notre Dame, and the ReliaQuest Bowl, formerly known as the Outback Bowl. Uh, Mississippi State, North Carolina in the Gator Bowl, per Brett McMurphy's projections, Friday, December 30th in Jacksonville. I'll tell you what, that for a non Access Bowl game yeah. is a pretty darn good matchup. It's a good matchup. Can you keep them from getting open? Mississippi State has done that in the past. Uh, I mean, Drake May's a really good player, too. It's Drake, a big brand. Drake May, yeah. North Carolina, big brand. Drake May is probably next year's odds-on Heisman guy. Yeah. assuming I don't even know if he stays in North Carolina. And there's people talking like there's he's going to transfer to Alabama. I mean... Which does help us it, all if he transfers to Alabama. That doesn't change play. It literally doesn't change anything. True. It literally changes nothing. Bryce Young on to, their to Drake roster. May, Drake May is no different. Aren't like him. Oh, Milrow's not as good as yeah. him. But anyway. But anyway, getting back to your point. That's a good matchup on a good date in a good location. It's really about the best you can hope for. I don't because I don't think State's headed to Tampa. Well, this is this is the truth of this matter. And 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 he's got uh, Notre Dame in in the bowl uh, in the Tampa Bowl Reliquest Bowl Reliquest to play in South Carolina. Wherever Notre Dame goes is where South Carolina is going to go. Really? Yeah. And South Carolina, who has the advantage over Mississippi State, they're ranked higher. They're both eight and four, but they're ranked higher. They've made it pretty obvious. We want to play Notre Dame. Good for them. So if Notre Dame gets dropped into the Gator Bowl, you'll see State go to Reliquest. If you see Notre Dame at Reliquest, State will go to the Gator. They're not going to get to play the other day. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. And, and good on South Carolina. And they also play North Speaking Carolina. Speaking of a that, lot. by the way, did we, we even talked about this about Missouri. Yeah, we're, I was going to get there. Big, this has become a theme the last couple of weeks. Too big for your britches. This needs to be a segment. We need to get uh, uh, Delta weekly. Blue. Yeah, we need to get them to so- sponsor Blue my, Delta. My, or Blue Delta. I'm sorry. My apologies. We need to get them to sponsor my weekly "Too Big for Your Britches" segment. Where every week I have a guy, I talk about somebody in the world of sports who was just too big for their britches. Genteel also Gen- has. Uh, they have pants? Yeah, they do. Put it on the, I'll put it on the, on the contract. Let's do it. Uh, for Ole Miss, the Tax Act Texas Bowl on Wednesday, December 28th. Kind of a rough day mm-hmm. in Houston. I'll be at a very nice stadium. Ole Miss and Texas Tech. 
Now, I've been talking to a couple friends about this uh, last couple of days, and there is not a single Ole Miss fan that I've interacted with that would be excited about playing Texas Tech in a bowl game again. Yeah, that, that's... People, and they, they yeah. played Texas Tech in that stadium to open the 2019 season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think 2019. 20... Or 18. Cause it, it was 2018. Yeah. That was still Tamu and all those guys, yeah. So they, they've played them in bowl games. They've played them in that stadium. And it's Texas Tech again. Or it's Oklahoma State again. And just every year you're going to play the same teams uh, combine the end of the season with this, and and I can't imagine you're going to have too many Ole Miss fans that are super pumped about this game. Somebody sends in a text that says, "Hope it's not a medical issue, but what's on Hey Dad's forehead?" Now I have to look. There's a little on my forehead. No, there's nothing on my forehead. What's going on here? Is he, oh, he's talking about your hair being down a little bit. That's just my hair, dude. Hope it's not a medical issue, but what's what is up, hey, that's going on? I was all freaking out for a second there. It, it, was that our Oprah moment? Yeah, because yeah, you've seen that, right? Now what? Where Drew Brees years and years oh, ago, he had the thing on goes his on Oprah. And she and didn't he, know. He's got his uh, a birthmark. She has birthmark. And she yeah. tries to wipe it off his face when he sits down. Oh God! <laughs> I've never show. seen that. I need to find it. Drew Brees. Everybody thought he was dead this morning. But oh, we'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. too. I, I but anyway, Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. That goes against what we've been hearing, right? When we talked to Richard yesterday, I feel like Ole Miss is headed to Music City. I think they're going to go to Nashville. People would be more excited to to play in the Music City Bowl than they would be that one. Because, you know, Nashville greater than Houston, it's an easier trip. It's not the same freaking team that you play so often in bowl games. So, yeah, that would be – people would like that one a lot better. Let's just uh, – let's put it that way. Yeah. I think the Texas Bowl ends up with Arkansas. Ugh, that's fine. Music City Bowl, according to Brett McMurphy's projections, Kentucky and Illinois. Yeah, you'd rather play Illinois and Nashville th- than Texas Tech and Houston. Absolutely. Yeah, Kentucky, I think, is headed to Liberty. Ooh, that's gross, too. Well, it just is, somebody's got to go there. That's just Will the Levis going to opt out of that one? Well, uh, he might. It prevent him from throwing more but, interceptions? Of course, what we talked about, or we mentioned it a second ago. So, Missouri has said they will not play in the Liberty Bowl against Kansas. Now, Missouri-Kansas is an Oh, old... they came out and denied that. Though. I, I know. They Weak came out... denial. They said it's because that's the same day that Missouri hosts Kentucky in basketball. And they want to have a big crowd at the basketball game, and they don't want to go up against each other. So they're saying, I don't believe them. They don't want to play Kansas, who is one of their oldest rivals. The same way Texas has tried to avoid Texas A&M, I, I, think, I think that's what's going on here. That's too big for your britches. You're six and six, Missouri. Take you're lucky you're not going back to the Armed Forces Bowl to let Air Force slap you around for four quarters. They should take whatever bowl game they are given. And and you're in the SEC. You go where you're sent. All right. You think State really wanted to go to Liberty last year? No, they would have much preferred to have been at Music City or Texas. But you go where you're sent, especially when it's Kansas. So here's speaking of Brett McMurphy. Here's reporting from him, which again, this was denied. By Missouri, hours later, and it was the weakest denial of all time. It was like, oh, no, we're excited to play anybody in a bowl game. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, then go play in the Liberty Bowl. Here's from an excerpt from McMurphy's report. The border war, which is what the rivalry used to be called when they played it, 
uh, has been dormant since 2011, but there is an opportunity for the iconic rivalry to resume in the Liberty Bowl this month. There is just one problem. Missouri didn't want to play Kansas, so the matchup will not happen, industry sources told Action Network. Again, Brett McMurphy has very strong industry sources here. The Jayhawks, who are making their first bowl appearance since 2008, were not opposed to play the Tigers in a bowl. So this uh, this was all Missouri's doing, or lack thereof. That, my friends, is pathetic. Pathetic. Could you imagine Keith Carter saying, no, nah, we don't want to play Mississippi State because of a basketball game? Give me a break. Nobody cares. Bruce Marshall with picks for Championship Saturday when we come back. Mississippi, here's more Super Talk Mississippi. Want to add something real quick? We didn't mention Southern Miss's projected bowl destination anyway. It's the Lending Tree Bowl in Get us all in trouble. I know. I'm going to do that again. You, you know, if if people get mad at me on Twitter, that's fine. But we're, we're not going to forget about uh, Southern Miss getting a bowl game, the Lending Tree Bowl, on December 17th in Mobile. An easy trip that's for an easy the folks trip. down in Hattiesburg. Not, not giving up anything for Christmas by making a quick trip over to Mobile. So that's good. That's a good spot for Southern Miss. New Mexico State, they projected a Who just made themselves bowl eligible uh, this past weekend, right? Thanks, you Freeze. What? Oh, no, was that was that the Liberty game? They beat Liberty. I think they had to get a, a, a waiver or something. Oh, they did too. get a waiver because they had right. played two FCS teams. Either way, so but they're in. But they're they in. are in. And that's a game Southern could win Southern and get to seven and six. That'd be a big that's deal. a that's a great year too for Will Hall. Absolutely. So on the speaking of on the Farm Bureau guest line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet joining us right now. Bruce, so glad that you are with us again. Uh, championship, I, I say, I keep saying Saturday, but it's not. We have a big one tonight, Bruce, in Vegas, uh, out in your neck of the woods. Will you be there tonight for USC Utah? Yeah, that Buenos Aires, gentlemen. I'm getting a little World Cup itis here. Um, I will not. I did go to the Coliseum last week to watch USC, though. And, uh, I feel like I need combat pay for being around USC people for a whole night. You know how hard that is? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it is, I mean, it just, boy, they are, they are an insufferable bunch. But you know me, I'm very cheerful, and I played along <laughs> with their whole thing. But they've got reason to be excited. And unless Caleb Williams throws like four or five picks tonight and SC gets boat raced, he's going to win the Heisman. Uh, he is pretty special, and he extends plays. I mean, he is, and he makes plays on the move. Now, I'm not that's going to work against an SEC defense, but uh, like at, like Georgia's. Uh, but it works against these Pac-12 defenses. I will say this: this is a, this is the wrong matchup the Pac-12 got. They changed things around. They got the, they discarded the divisions this year, even though the schedule was still set up on the old division format, north south. 
uh, the old format, Washington would have been playing SC tonight. Washington should be here tonight. Uh, they got involved in this tiebreaker with Utah. Uh, even though Washington beat Oregon, Utah didn't. Uh, but they didn't play the Utes and got down about the fifth tiebreaker, and I think losing to Arizona State knocked Washington out. That's a crime because that would have been a better matchup tonight against SC. But Utah did beat SC, um, and they, that was a game that SC defense just kept bending and bending and bending, and they didn't come up with a big turnover like they normally do. And the Utes scored TDs in their last five of their last six possessions, and the one they didn't, they fumbled going into the end zone. Uh, it's a short price tonight. But I actually think there's a better value on the over, only 67. Look at some of the SC score lines this year. Um, I mean, it's it's like oh, Lincoln Riley's old Oklahoma teams. That's what that's what, that's what this really is. And uh, the Utes can Utes can score against them. 67 is the last total I saw. That ain't high enough. Um, over first call here. We actually picked Utah 38-35, but I think over oh. uh, trumps everything in this one tonight. So Utah and the over for tonight's Pac-12 championship. Tomorrow morning after you mentioned the World Cup. By the way, Bruce, real quick, who's going to win, United States or the Netherlands? Uh, I'm going to play down under as well. I think that's going to be nil-nil into overtime, and he might even go to penalty kicks. They, they mirror each other too much. They both have trouble going forward and actually scoring goals. Uh, Netherlands isn't, you know, U.S. could win tomorrow because uh, Netherlands is just not that potent. They go sideways and something going forward enough. So, but under two and a half goals, and they pay these things out on a ninety-minute result too. So I, I don't see any way this thing gets three goals in regulation. I oh, love that pick. See, th- this is why we love you, Bruce, because we we can just pop in a World Cup pick and you diagnose both of these teams well and. The Netherlands is battling uh, a flu bug going through their locker room right now, or whatever whatever they call it in soccer. Either way, so under two and a half for USA Netherlands tomorrow. As long as those two goals or fewer come from us and not them, I'm good. Uh, after that game, the Big 12 championship, a really close line, a really close matchup. Is TCU going to play with fire and get burned tomorrow morning? Well, they've walked, uh, they've flown really close to the flame this year, and, uh, but they, they keep avoiding it, including that first game with K-State, which was a real barn burner. They fell back 28-10, scored the last 28 points of the game. We know the story there. Will Howard came in in the first quarter for Martinez, and he got hurt. Howard looked great, and he went out for a series in the fourth quarter, right when the TCU was making that big move, and Rubley, the third stringer, came in for one series, but that was an important series, and K-State could have used Howard who has been just as good as Martinez in there. And he had started before, so it's not that much of a surprise. So he's in there again. K-State is really good. But in the league that everybody cannibalized themselves this year, uh, standing above the fray was TCU and didn't lose, found ways to pull out all these games. Uh, and then last week it really came together. I think if just in case Caleb Williams really implodes tonight, Max Duggan would be my default Heisman winner, uh, unless he doesn't do the same tomorrow. He's been... So good, and the way his poise and you know he can run too. He's a tough hombre to bring down in the pocket, and he can get out and run too. But his passing numbers really are startling this year. And Sonny Dyke's going to be the coach of the year. I think TCU gets them, and they're just not getting a lot of respect for the odds makers here. Thirty-three twenty-four frogs that'll put them in the final four for sure. Maybe the most entertaining game of the day is going to be in the American, uh, playing at Tulane's old stadium. But number 18, Tulane, number 22, UCF. These two have already had a great game earlier this year. Who, who do you like here uh, and sort of maybe the appetizer before we, we really get into the SEC? Yeah, um, I sort of like Tulane. Now, the Willie Fritz to Georgia Tech rumors have ended because Georgia Tech kept Brent Key. A little bit of a surprise there. but So all that talk for... 
Fritz leaving has gone away, um, I think he here, John Rice Plumley, how that hamstring is. Uh, it's been hurting the last couple of weeks. Now, three weeks ago, they went into Yeoman, and, and Plumley ran up a storm. He had a couple touchdowns, including a long run, 176 yards rushing. Um, and they, they won. They jumped on Tulane Quick and held on to win. And that got UCF here. Uh, but uh, since, I mean, he's been in and out of the lineup since. Uh, talking about Plumlee, they lost the game to Navy. They could have lost one to South Florida last week, so they're not coming in with a lot of momentum. Um, I think Tulane gets him here. Pratt has been so good all year. Willie Fritz, 14-3 and against the spread since last November. I think they avenged that. I think actually the loss in that game three weeks ago works in Tulane's favor here, and they get him in the rematch. So uh, let's go uh, Green Wave here, uh, 31-23 Tulane. So I think uh, the Greenies get him. And uh, better news, though, I think they're going to keep Willie French. Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. The SEC Championship kind of feels like the result doesn't matter in that LSU I don't think can play their way into the playoff, and I don't think Georgia can play their way out of it, and it's also a big line here as well. I mean, I'm not exactly excited about this one, but uh, 17 and a half points is at least enticing, no? I think it is, too, and uh, you're right on everything there. I mean, this game lost a lot of juice uh, when LSU lost A&M last week because if LSU came in off a win, all to play for, at least for them, then it would have been a very similar scenario to Alabama last year, which had to beat uh, Georgia to get in. And Georgia was sitting one last year, too. They didn't have to win. They're a little bit flat, and Alabama came in there very um, a desperate game, and they, they played desperately and won. Uh, that's not going to be enough to get LSU in this year if that dynamic repeated. But that, that dynamics like that usually don't repeat two years in a row. Jaden Daniels is going to play. How mobile he is, we'll see. I mean, he, walk, he was walking out of Kyle Field with his foot in a boot last week. Ankle, not a high sprain, but Brian Kelly says he'll play tomorrow. We'll see how mobile he is. My concern here with Georgia is one. Now, Kirby's going to hear about it. He's been hearing about it all week. Hey, Kirby, you lost this game last year to Alabama. Same situation. So I'm sure that. And the players have been hearing about it all week, too. But it's just that the dynamics are the same. I mean, it's, it's sort of like Brazil playing Cameroon today. I mean, there, there was no compulsion for Brazil to come out there and play all their, you know, everybody and, and win. They're already in the second round. They won their group. You know, I hate, you hate to say that about the SEC title game, but this, in the big picture, doesn't matter as much for Georgia. And they've had too many games this year where they've gone flat, including last week and the week before. Georgia Tech, two weeks ago, Kentucky. Uh, Mizzou back in October, Kent State. They let Florida back in that game at uh, Jacksonville last month, too. Um, their best, like the Oregon game at the start, the first three quarters of the Tennessee game, they're the best team in the country. But if we're going to see that Georgia again, I think it's going to be in the playoffs, not necessarily tomorrow. Um, so I had a 31-20 Georgia. That is just too many points to lay. LSU, I think, will come out uh, swinging it uh, you know, t- tomorrow to make up for last week. And one note, I mean, the underdogs are 4-1 and one versus the spread the last five in the uh, SEC title game. The only one that wasn't, the dog that didn't, was Georgia three years ago against that great Joe Burrow team. But uh, I think LSU plus, that's kind of interesting to know. Bruce, got about a minute left here. The last game with playoff implications, at least tomorrow. Another big line, and I also don't think Michigan... It can get knocked out of the playoff with a loss, but still, they're playing, and they're a 16.5-point favorite, and their running back is out. Yeah, Quorum is out, but he missed you know, much of last week's game, and the other back ran pretty darn well. Uh, so I don't think that's going to hurt them too much. 
But I hear what you're saying. Um, dynamics are a little bit the same as they were for Georgia. Now, last year, Michigan roared over Iowa in this game. I, I just don't – something tells me that uh, Harbaugh can't hit the off button with this team. I mean, they're, they're just going to come out and, and, and be focused. I don't know about Purdue. Uh, Illinois was the best team in the West. Um, O'Connell, he had the death in the family this week. He left the team for a few days. He's coming back. Sometimes you get teams circling the wagons around a guy in that sort of situation. So there's something to watch here. But Purdue is not a remarkable side this year. And I, I just don't see Michigan slowing down. It's just not in the character of that Michigan team. They've been a really good point spread team, too. 42-17 Michigan and Indianapolis, and they roll into the playoffs probably as number two behind Georgia, which should be number one. Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet. Goldsheet.com is the website. Bruce, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Out of the shower, steaming up the place. Wipe off the mirror, shave my baby face. Back on Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borky with this helicopter thing that I can't stop playing with, Brian Haydad. And now Mike McCormick, the president of Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. Thank you so much for having us. This is, I, I didn't know what I was expecting when I showed up. I, was, I wasn't yeah. expecting this, and that's a compliment. So this this is, isn't your grandfather's farm anymore, is it? No, no. sir. I, I mean, so Gary told me this piece of equipment right here in front of us yep. is a million-dollar vehicle. That's right. Is he, uh, that's right. It's a million-dollar. How, how'd they get it in here? I wasn't here when they got it in. Uh, they told me it was interesting, but I can tell you we're awful proud to have it here because it is the talk of the farming industry. It's going to revolutionize how we uh, do our crop protection systems. It's going to cut our uh, possibly cut our, our chemical ac- applications out by about 80%. Wow. So for the people that can't see it, we which is everybody a, but us, yeah, we're going to put a, a picture out there. Yeah, What is it? It is John Deere sea and spray technology. So that, that machine can go down through the field at 14, 15 miles an hour. It can identify a weed, and I'm talking about one that's just emerging, emerging from the ground, identify what it is and spray it with the correct chemical. Instead of broadcasting across the top, it just hits that, chem, that, that weed as it goes down with that shot that's of chemical. Incredible. And the, the, the guys that have it here in uh, Mississippi that's tested it for the last a uh, couple of uh, years, uh, the Jacks uh, up near uh, Belzona, they tell me it's been 100% effective. It never misses a week. When you talk about a piece of technology like that, yep. and you talk about 100 years of Farm Bureau, I mean, that's that's what we're talking about right there. When you think about what farming was 100 years ago to what it is today. So the original president of Farm Bureau came from Jones County in a horse and wagon, got stuck along the way. They had to keep pushing him uh, to get him here. And now we still have infrastructure challenges, but not that bad. And we're uh, we're certainly out of the horse and wagon days. That thing, uh, that's amazing. And that's just uh, the tip of it. There's some great combines here. There's... Uh, uh, some uh, hay equipment. Uh, there's there's poultry house equipment here. Tremendous amount of cattle equipment down on the other end. It's just a fantastic time. Everybody that uh, is 
in the farming industry needs to come tomorrow. If you didn't come today, come Sunday. Bring your family. We have a petting zoo there. The kids are having a blast. Uh, we're so did a thirty-year-old yeah, father had a blast. One, I, had, I also had a blast at the petting zoo. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, he wanted to see the goats and go out to the uh, livestock barns. We got 4-H and FFA kids out there. There's four, five hundred head of uh, cat beef cattle out there, and uh, I don't know how many uh, pigs are out there. Three, four hundred of those as well. So they're having a, they're having a great time out there too. What does a hundred years of Farm Bureau mean to you? Well, it means everything. Uh, when we first started this, the farmers were were the uh, Ag leaders, they, they were the economic drivers in our state, but they didn't have a seat at the table. So uh, they didn't have anybody uh, advocating for them for policy issues here in the state and in Washington. So uh, through all the years, Farm Bureau has, has done amazing things. Um, the first uh, farm bill was scratched out on a piece of paper between the American Farm Bureau president and Theodore Roosevelt, and that's been that was credited for uh, bringing us out of the Depression. Uh, Farm Bureau has been involved with uh, so many different things to, to help America. I know uh, our, our county Farm Bureau sold war, war bonds back in uh, the World War II days and were able to buy five B-17 bombers to uh, uh, help uh, win World War II. Uh, we've uh, been uh, supportive of so much legislation uh, that's impacted uh, everyday Mississippians. Uh, it's 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 it's. I don't think rural Mississippi or rural America would be the same without Farm Bureau. It's a loaded question for just a couple of minutes to answer, but uh, obviously things are changing rapidly uh, in every industry and, and, and getting more expensive. And, and times are, uh, to put it mildly, weird right now. Things are things are strange and, and tough. Uh, what what has, has Farm Bureau and, and working with Mississippi farmers, what kind of challenges are you guys facing right now and how are you trying to overcome it? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, the uh, the inflation that we're seeing on everything that people are seeing in the grocery store. We're seeing it on the the, the cost side of our business: uh, fertilizer, chemicals, diesel, fuel, all up twenty five, fifty, seventy five, one hundred percent from where we were last year. But what we're getting for our products aren't up at all or in some cases aren't even as much as it was last year. So farmers are price takers. We don't get to set the market on whatever we, uh, what we're growing. And uh, it's, it's just challenging times. We've got 1.5% of the population feeding America now, 1.5%. And uh, that's uh, every day that a farmer gets up and goes to work for you, uh, he's feeding uh, 60, 70 families, I think, uh, now uh, per farmer. Uh, so wow. it's uh, it's challenging times, but we do it for a reason. We do it because it's in our blood. We do it because we uh, love it, and we're going to continue to do it as long as the Lord lets us. The backbone of our country right well, there. Mike absolutely. McCormick of uh, Mississippi, the president of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. Again, thank you so much. Thank you all uh, for being here. And, again, if you're not here, you're missing out. Everybody come tomorrow. Bring your families. You'll have a great time. Down here at the Trademark in Jackson, uh, the, the website is at ms. FB100.com, msfb100.org, not .com, .org, msfb100.org. You can see the schedule of events and figure out how to come join us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, sir. The College Football Fix is next. We'll make our picks for Championship Saturday when we come back. at Sports Talk Mississippi at the Trade Martin Jackson.
Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. From the trademark in Jackson, celebrating 100 years of Farm Bureau in Mississippi. Welcome to the weekend. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday, right? That is correct. 5 o'clock on a Friday. Welcome to the weekend. It is great to be with you. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we'd love to have you on the text line, the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Please do not text and drive. Use your voice text. We'll figure it out. It might end up being funny. Although, there's one thing I can't figure out. Before we get to picks, we're going to get to picks here in a second. I saw this headline, and I can't help but share it with you guys. This is how soft, and I'm usually not that guy. This is how soft as a society we are. S-A-W-F-T we are becoming as a society. There is a trend online. So I've got to protect the innocent ears that just got picked up from school or something. So you guys are going to have to kind of put a couple pieces to the puzzle together. Ear muffin. Gen Z parents, there's a trend online to... Houston's ready to get the dump button are, are refusing, are trying to hide Santa from their kids to protect them from the... The... The, the revelation of Santa. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I don't want to know. We got in I'm trouble not, one I'm year. I'm not jumping in on this Two years ago, we got in trouble because yeah. I played a Christmas song that, yeah, that, that also yeah, says that, something. That, that, and there was a kid in the car, and I ruined his Christmas. So I'm not doing it this year. But, yes, there's an online trend to get rid of Santa because it's too traumatic to learn as they get older. And you gotta you got to connect the dots from there. That's about as specific as I can get without ruining somebody's Christmas. But the point is, just we are so we are listening. so soft talking about? that we're afraid of telling kids uh, that that Santa Claus is going to come down the chimney and, and give them presents. Like we're so scared of uh, it, it's mind blowing. But that that is uh, that I don't is, know anything what you just said about Santa Claus. I just know that you you don't need to talk about him in that fashion because you will uh, end up on the naughty list. No, I, Santa's already been. Probably stay there. Sa- Santa and I have talked about what he's getting the little guy, and I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, you, you've got parents that are scared of. You guys know the rest. That's how pathetic we are. Goodness. Anyway, it is Let time. Let us move on at all costs. It is time for the college football fixture by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Spend your weekend when you're not watching football or the World Cup. Test driving an F-150. You'll see why it's been the best-selling truck in America for as long as Brian Haydad has been alive. Happy belated birthday, Mr. Haydad. Thank you. I had somebody uh, tweet at me today. They were like, my mind was blown when you said you were 47. I thought you were like 35. Buddy, I wish. I wish I was 35. I feel 30. It's my youthful exuberance. Yeah, people I know think a lot that you're younger me. than Richard. Well, people, I know a lot. It's because, I'm telling you, it's because I have kids that are, they keep me culturally relevant. 
I know about yeah. memes. I know about things like that. I know I have a lot of references that Richard doesn't get. Yeah, he so, gets none of them. Oh, I know. So, so I can make those references, and people think I'm younger than I actually am. In reality, I'm an old man. Yeah, they think our age progression is Richard, you, me. They, they do. Buddy, I wish. Oh, and you know that bothers him deep I, down. I hope so. You know that does. I'm going to throw it on the list. Speaking of Richard, he does drive an F-150, so when you're not watching football, test drive one this weekend at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. A couple of you on the text line didn't get what I was saying. You're just going to have to Google it at this point. Parents are not afraid of teaching their kids about Santa. It's the, as they get older. I don't, I don't get what you're saying. The, yeah. Anyway. I don't understand. The game tonight, USC-Utah. USC feels like the only team that can be eliminated from the playoff with a loss this weekend. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Ohio State can jump TCU. But at least USC, we know they have to win. Or else they're not making the playoff. Three-point favorite tonight against Utah in a sold-out Roomba in Las Vegas. So, for me, I like Utah. They, I do, too. They play the most SEC-like football outside of the SEC. Um, and in, 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 in reality, if they hadn't botched it at Florida, they'd have been in the national title discussion for most of the year. Um, but they did. USC is hot right now. Caleb Williams is hot right now. And it feels so like, hot right now. So hot. Another reference. It is. Williams. I get it. I get it. So I'm thinking there's a little karma involved here. The way the Oklahoma fans reacted to Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams leaving, I think they're going to end up. I think they're going to play for a national title. I think. I think. I think. I think the the, the final poll, even though TCU is undefeated, I think USC is going to jump them. Really? And I think you're going to have Michigan USC, and USC wins. You have Georgia USC. Ooh, that's my predictions there. Ooh, that so give me USC in this one. I'll give the points. I like the Trojans. Yeah, my picks this weekend, uh, unfortunately, for the audience who's looking for entertainment, are going to be boring. I think Chalk is going to happen. I think USC is going to win tonight. Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman. He's been unbelievable for USC. Just unbelievable. Do you know the words to the USC fight song, by the way? Uh, this is the only song we play. The only <laughs> song we play. That's better we play. than Better than Saul Varsity's horns off. It is. Uh, tomorrow morning, ABC, Kansas State, TCU. TCU's a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the Big 12 championship game. Bruce loves the ho- or the Hogs, the Frogs here. Who do you like? I like TCU. Sometimes there's just a team that's like, that's just their job to win crazy games. TCU is that team this year. I think their luck runs out next week especially if, I, if I'm right and they play Georgia. But I'm enjoying the ride with the Hypnotoads. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, I think Sonny Dykes is a great coach. I'll definitely go. I'm going to go with the, the Frogs here. I like Max Duggan a lot. I think he's, he's an exceptional quarterback and also should be in Heisman consideration, but he's not going to win because of Caleb Williams. Point being, I've seen too many people say, well, TCU plays too many close games. Somebody's going to beat them eventually. Now, that that's fair. I'm not going to argue that take. But can't you also say that that veteran football team winning a lot of close games is a demonstration of character and, and the ability to win close games? You know what I mean? I mean, people take that as a negative. Oh, well, they only win close games. There's a reason they're winning these close games because they have a bunch of guys that know how to do it. They're well coached. 
They execute when necessary. I think that's good experience. We, we've seen Ohio State teams in the past run through the Big Ten without a challenger, get to the playoff, and they don't know how to execute in close games because they haven't been tested that way. Mm-hmm. TCU's been tested all season long, and they keep passing the test. They keep passing the test. It's going to happen again tomorrow. It's going to be a close game. They're going to cover the one and a half. They're going to get tested, and they're going to pass because it's what that football team does. Also, I think they're better at quarterback. SEC championship. Massive line, Georgia minus 17 and a half. What's the line on this game if LSU wins last week? Seven and a half. It's like seven and a half. That was worth ten points losing yeah. that dang game to Texas A&M. So it's still the same two teams, right? Yes. It's still, it's still LSU. It's still the same LSU team that last week you thought was going to be a seven-point favorite. So that's a ton of points. And I agree with something of what Bruce said, that for Georgia, what's the motivation here? What's, what's my motivation? Yeah, they, they, they don't have a ton. They're in regardless. They're either the three seed or the one seed. It doesn't matter, though, when you get there. So, yeah, give me uh, give me LSU to cover here. Georgia will win the game outright. They might even win by double digits, but 17.5 is a ton of points against LSU. I agree with you. I think that Georgia also a couple of times this year has shown that when not focused, they let teams hang around. And yes, it's the SEC championship game, and I'm sure that they are super duper motivated to win tomorrow. And Kirby Smart's got it ingrained in their head that you want to win the SEC. I just can't imagine Georgia is going to lay all their cards on the table to win this game. They just don't have to. They don't have to. I imagine they've already started scouting teams in the playoff because they're going to be in the playoff regardless of the result. They're going to win because they're better. But if you're giving me 17.5 points when one team should be focused and motivated and the other one also should but has less of a reason to, I'll take that. Big Ten Championship, another big line. Michigan 16.5 against Purdue. I love the spoiler maker uh, angle. Uh, they have been known to, to ruin somebody's day. The problem is they're more likely to ruin a Purdue fan days, a Purdue fan's day, their own fans, than anybody else's. Even without quorum, I think Michigan has got a point to prove that they'll win. They'll cover. Give me. The, I'll take the. I'll, I'll give the points and take Michigan. I think that Purdue's better at quarterback, and I think that they're going to cover. Real quick, 30 seconds, Clemson, minus 7.5 against North Carolina. That's way too many points for Clemson. Give me the Tar Heels. I'll take those points. I agree. They're also better at quarterback. Yeah, keep them in the game. they are. Those are your picks. We'll do a food Friday when we get back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Super Talk Mississippi <laughs> What happened somebody tweeted at the show about your discussion you were having yeah. a minute ago and, uh, well, they, they, they didn't tag you or me, but they did tag two other guys. One is Richard. Uh-huh. And the other one don't work here no more. 
Oh, what did he say? I uh, just said, good thing the kids aren't with me today. They might have questions. Let's keep that on the DL. Yeah. Well, well you, but, could, uh, you, you, you could but, uh, answer the questions but correctly. As you can see me. here. <laughs> I hear you. You see where well, we're going. We appreciate you listening, sir. And, yeah. and, and I'm sorry if I wasn't ambiguous enough, but you get my point. People are soft. I think, I think the point we are. need to make is, uh, this is Michael Borky. And I'm Brian Haydad. Hey, again, I told you, I had a conversation with Santa about what the little guy is getting, and yeah. I'm fired up about what the little guy is getting. Although he, he, he's, he just turned three, so he's a little confused, like when I'm talking about, I tell him that Santa's coming, and he's like, okay, Santa's coming, you know, just, just and then, saying. and then we'll go to the store and there'll be like a blow up Santa, and he's like, wait, is that, so he, he doesn't quite get that, like, that's a, a caricature of the guy that's coming to give you stuff here in a few weeks. Like, right. he had, he, it confuses him a little bit, but that's okay. Right. He'll, he'll figure it out. Let's, he'll figure it out. Let's on move morning. on from this uncomfortable topic. Oh, it's only uncomfortable if, anyway. Uh, real quick. So, uh, Captain America, who wanted to inform everybody that he, he did in fact hurt his pelvis and, and not something else, has been cleared to play against the Netherlands tomorrow. Christian Pulisic officially going to be in the lineup for the States tomorrow morning against the Netherlands. And as we mentioned before, uh, legitimate issue with the Dutch. The flu bug the or, Dutch. or something, something has hit the Dutch. And their the star midfielder, uh, who you might know who it is, hey, Dad. Frankie Dijon. Frankie Dijon, yeah. apparently. Not is the one mustard. Of, one of the players, not the mustard. Yeah. That's Dijon. He plays for Barcelona. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, the, their best player apparently is in a group of players that have been hit with some kind Somebody of bug. Somebody just me, like, my kid's asking questions. Thanks. Oh, you'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah. The United States Netherlands tomorrow. Christian Pulisic is, is good to go. And the Netherlands may not be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it you know is what's Friday. always good to go? Food. Hey, food Friday. A hey, Food Friday. It is after 520 on a Friday. It's time for Food Friday. Some of the most fun we have on this show is... Talking about our obsession with great barbecue and grilling out every Friday at 520. We'll talk about just that. Food Friday is brought to you by our good friends at Polk's Meat. Each week we'll talk about our favorite ways to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, which is my personal favorite. I put it in basically everything, even things that don't exactly call for sausages. I, I, I still do it because I like it so much. Or their garlic and green onion sausages as well. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick polks. i got to do that slow because I am not a very good no, talker. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So. What are you cooking this weekend? It sounds weird. It's gonna sound... You can't sound weird. Oh, I could. i got a, a craving for some rice. So I'm making jambalaya this weekend. Man, what's weird about that? I don't know. It's like I had mashed potatoes last weekend for Thanksgiving. You know, and I've had mac and cheese this week. So that's like the, the starch I have left to eat is the rice. So I want some rice. I want some polk sausage. So that's a key. That is a key ingredient when I make jambalaya is some polk Cajun style smoked sausage, some boneless chicken. Gotta have a lot it. of seasoning, a lot of hot sauce, a little kitchen browning. You know, makes the rice brown. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, that's where we're going. That sounds great. Big pot of jambalaya. So I, I need help with something. Okay, if I can help you, I will. Uh, tomorrow, so the, the game's at nine. And I am trying to figure out what kind of beverage I want to have in the morning. Wow. You know what I mean? 
No Heineken. No, that's a Dutch no. Beer. It's something that is that is morning appropriate. That's not going to ruin my day. Right. And so I can't figure out what that is. What could I do tomorrow at nine a.m. that won't ruin Brian my Haydad's day? Brian Haydad's a.m. drink of choice. See, I cannot have a beer before eleven a.m. Me, it's, just, it's like it's like yeah. throwing water on melted chocolate. I just seize up. Yeah. My, my body does not know how to process. Is that a? It, is that an expression or no? It's something. I mean, it's true though. If you if you're melting chocolate and you pour water in that, it'll it'll ruin it. I had no idea. Yeah, you can't do learn that. something new every day. Yeah, you can't do that. A screwdriver is my morning drink of choice. You get a little buzz and you get your full daily recommended allowance of vitamin C. That might be where I go. That's where I would. I'm, go. I'm usually usually a bloody guy. See, I can't I can't do that. I don't want a spicy drink. I drink drinks to get over the spicy food. It's like you're drinking a salad. Yeah, it's, it doesn't work for me. I, I wouldn't eat a salad, let alone drink one. Everybody else on the text line is telling you to get a bloody mary, but not me. I'm telling you, to have a screwdriver. Now have some uh, some uh, some tums ready because you know that orange juice will get you. Well, that and, and the the stress of the game is is going to get me for some reason. Like <laughs> I'm going to call you at like nine. Please don't. No, I'm going to call you at like. Why it goes like the 88th minute if it's tied? I was going, hey, how's it going? No, I, I won't be good for like I've got other teams. Like I'm a Saints fan. I watch every Pelicans game. They've played meaningful games, and I don't stress over their games like this. But for whatever reason, it's freaking soccer. That just gets me in this this weird way where I stress over every like I'm uncomfortable watching them. I'm so nervous. I don't get it. So I, I've got to I've got to find something to calm myself down a little bit. See, you should go straight tomorrow. in. My, my, my buddy of mine just texted me. Just vodka on the rocks. Whew. Just just a couple <laughs> limes. You're good. Yeah. Tito's. It's great for sipping. I you're a, 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 a tougher man than me. I don't know if I could just go straight at at starting at eight forty five in the morning. That's fine. Know? You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That's that's true. I get a recommendation for watermelon mimosa. Okay, um, that pro- I bet that would be really good. Ooh, a white actually. Russian or an eggnog. Ooh, you want to go? Oh, eggnog you know, is a good idea. The milk way. Big eggnog fan over here. Or just put a splash. Yes, yeah, just put a splash of bourbon in your coffee. Somebody's recommending a martini. I'm watching a soccer game with a group of guys. <laughs> that's I mean, a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what. That's the, probably how Richard. You go the J.R. Ewing route. And somebody, somebody's like, "What do you? How do you? How, how do you like your coffee with bourbon?" That's that's just could the way you go. Too. Could uh, could do that too. Uh, but what are you going to eat? This isn't drink Friday. Oh, just Chick Fil A and donuts. You know what? Chick-fil-A and donuts is, is good. Yeah, I might try something. I'm feeling experimental. You're going to slice a donut in half, put the chicken and in there? Put the chi- yes. Okay. I'm going to tell you what you really want to do. You ready? You want chicken and waffles, but you go to Chick-fil-A for the chicken. I'll ask, see where you're going. You go to Waffle House for the waffle, and then you, then you combine them. I have done that before, and that's the best chicken and waffles you'll ever have. Just do it. Is there a, there's a Waffle House near you, right? Uh, there's got to yes. be. There, there's a couple in the Jackson yeah, area. Absolutely. Yeah, let's go pick you up a, a waffle to go. That's a great idea. Go to Chick Fil A, actually. And if you can get if you can get them to cook you a spicy fillet early in the morning, that's that that now we're talking. See, we're thinking here. It's a really good idea. I, I know it's a really good idea. Debbie recommends bail. I didn't mean for this Ooh. to turn into uh, to this kind of segment, but we, I appreciate we, you guys. You know what? I, I like it. F- food, drinks, same same thing. Yeah. For the most part. And, and then eating a little syrup and a little hot sauce over the top. Pop, pop. 
That sounds that sounds phenomenal. That's how I'll roll with chicken and waffles. And, and then I'll, I'll stress so much it'll come back up. But that uh, let's not talk about that. Neither here nor there. Kahlua and coffee. Now that's, a great uh, that's idea. another good idea. Or Bailey's. Uh, Bruce is asking what kind of donuts. There, there's a very small mom and pop. That's the best kind. shop right by my house. That's what you want. That, uh, you don't want mass produced donuts. Like you go to Dunkin'. They don't even cook the donuts there. They're it, frozen. They just they just want You didn't know this? Didn't know that. Dunkin' does not cook their donuts. How about that? See that yep, local mom and pop for me. Absolutely. They um it's funny, they put a sign uh, on their window yeah. apologizing for their prices going up for inflation. Yeah. And it's like fifteen cents. Yeah, I mean, see, I mean you, I, the people I you get want half to a dozen donuts life. and a coffee for like five fifty still at this place. I mean it's not and they're apologizing to me for those prices. That's how you know. They're uh, they're good. What do you you got to cook something this weekend though? If, if state if state if the U.S. wins, if, I'm equating they, the U.S. If they win, you're going I to the butcher be, shop and you're getting a big steak. Yeah, I'll be doing some kind of celebratory yeah uh, thing for sure. Brian says, "Be a man and get a six pack of bush." <laughs> now we're talking, <laughs> guys. Bush. We're, we're talking about nine a.m. here. I mean, I, I'm not just just. I, I think when when they kick off, you just pop a key in that thing and go. Yeah, yeah. Just chug. We uh, we get a couple it's, pictures. It's here. so good. Once it hits your lips, it's just so good. Uh, shout out to uh, LBs in Oxford. Two lane trains is what they call uh, a bacon wrapped ribeye. There, yeah. I believe, and the a thirty day dry yeah. aged ribeye. I mean, that that's sounds fantastic, spectacular. Look at that ribeye. I mean, that's not cooked. No, and you, you got to cut that off. You got to cut a little that, bit. It's called. I think it's called the pellicle. That's exactly what that's called. Good there. Look at this! Guy. I know. My, I watch a lot of Food Network. Look at this! Guy. You know, that is not the way Randy Marsh watched it, but the way I watch it. Oh man! I bet Will's laughing. He just he just he has it muted. <laughs> he knows that reference. Well, uh, we'll get to more of your messages when we come back on a Food Friday. I've also got one more football thing that we need to get to as well when we come back. It relates to former state. Or state Saints quarterback Drew Brees. He did something brilliant or stupid today. We'll let you decide when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. Were you just asked to judge a meat competition? Uh, to judge, go around the, the, the state of Mississippi and judge steaks. You were just asked. I was just asked. It, that happened in front of me. Yeah. Let it run, Will. No, cancel it. We don't hear Vicksburg. Let it run. Oh, it's gone. No, nah, he wouldn't do it. Went down around Vicksburg. Around Louisiana way. There we go. Thank you, Will. You're, I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. It's really good to be with you guys on a Friday. Richard's off just for today. He'll be back on Monday, I believe, and uh, we'll have a lot to talk about on Monday. Yeah, plenty. The playoff will be set. The bowl games will be set. But yes, I was and asked the to be portal a... will open. Yeah. I was Monday. asked to be a state judge. 
That was Andy Barry from the Mississippi Beef Council. They're one of the yeah, sponsors I met him earlier, that. and he was very excited to meet me. He didn't mention anything about me judging well, a state competition around the state. He, he heard. He looked at me. He was like, "That guy knows. He knows." Yeah, but I could know too. I'd have to teach. Yeah, you don't have to teach. I'm just saying. That, that's one thing. I, I know that there are uh, some barbecue competitions that happen around the state. We've mm-hmm. heard from you. You've been a part of one. We, we need we need to be judges. No, no, no. no celebrity. No. Okay, no, no, I'm no. using that word very loosely. Here I understand, go. but celebrity we judges. We need to host that's the better. Sports Talk Mississippi Barbecue Invitational. I'm so down for that. It's called, you know, we, we make our money back with entry fees, and we, we set up a day. We could do I, I don't know how where we would have it. I mean, this is this is all very preliminary, but a, the the sports talk Mississippi, you know, and then proceeds. I've got we could, venues we could running send, through my head. We could right send now a already. good chunk of the proceeds to Palmer Home. No doubt. See, I like where your head's. Where, where's, where's where's Alex? But, but we're the judges. Work on that. Oh yeah, we're judging. We are the judges. We're judging. We get Malcolm involved. And Richard, you know, if we want to let him judge, we can. It's our idea. So Richard be dabbing his face with a napkin. Like this is so, it's so delicate. What do you, what do you Me, think you would wear like, to the meat judging competition? I'm, I'm, I'm sure it would, it would cost a pretty penny. He'd go pocket square. Yeah, he, oh, absolutely. Because you need that, you know, you need a utility pocket square. He, he'd have like the one for show and the one for actually wiping his mouth. Yeah, just double up, double up pocket yeah. squares. Yeah, let's see. Well, he strikes me as a handkerchief guy. You think you, you get a red one that way the sauce doesn't show? Exactly. There see, you go. And now, so he, Will, are you in being a judge on this? Yeah, I'll do it. All right, Will's in. I love. We this need five idea. judges. You can see, you know, we can have we, three, two. Gary, Gary can. Gary's judge? our fifth he, judge. I think Houston would want to judge. Well, we need Houston to make sure everything's running okay. He's got. He's no Rhino. Judge. What am I talking about? Rhino. Well, Rhino would be a good judge. Yeah, Rhino will judge. Yeah. That's exactly. That's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to have a barbecue cook-off. We're going to make this happen. We're going to make this happen. I love that idea. We've already got uh, Reese saying he's in. Mike says we should do it at Malcolm Reed's parking lot. It is uh, at the at Malcolm shop, which I, I, I'm already looking. I, I love the Palmer Home Day anyway because it's fantastic. But, I mean, it's, it's another day I get to go to Hernando and shop at Malcolm Reed's store. Tell me, uh, you know, it's once a year, Jennifer. I get to go to your shop. He'd welcome us. He listens to us. Oh, he's a big fan. He tweeted. Uh, We're bigger fans. He tweeted, fans, uh, think, he tweeted this okay. past week. He's like, I'm not ready to talk about the Egg Bowl yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hammy, uh, you would have an invite to this contest. We're going to make it happen. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to figure out a way. And Hammy sends us a setup of his back porch. He's got us on the big screen up there. Look at that. I mean, that is. Boy, they say the camera adds some pounds, but my goodness. <laughs> Just ten. You look, you look terrible, Borky. <laughs> Do so, it at the Cross Estate. He's got room. Yes, he's got room. Based on that picture. I've actually never been to Richard's house, ever. Did you know that? Stately Cross Manor? Never been. It's all right. Never been. He it's also a nice home. Uh, he also never went to you my wedding t- either. So uh, I would have, but I didn't know you at the time. Did not know me uh, yeah. at the time, Jamie Knox. That's a really good idea. I like that idea. This yeah. is uh, this is good stuff. We're, we're cooking, pun intended. We're cooking. We're cooking up an idea. Not with gas here, though. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that if we we go to Malcolm, we go to Polk's, and we can we can get this put together. Yeah. No. Uh, no doubt. So Drew Brees today. Drew speaking of, Brees, speaking of cooking. Speaking of cooking. That's all he transition. was. Drew Brees was doing uh, a commercial shoot for a app called Points Bet. Points Bet. 
Not to be confused with our great partners at the Pearl River Resort. Right. In the sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Who would never they ask would us never to do, do something what like was this just to us. What occurred here? Um, Drew Brees was, tweeted, I guess, a couple days ago or yesterday that uh, he was filming this ad at a special location. Right. The next day, today, earlier today, video comes out of somebody recording him on the set of this commercial. And Drew gets struck by lightning, and then the camera drops. Big lightning strike. You see, yeah. you see some lightning in the background, and they're getting them set up, and then boom, Drew Brees gets struck by lightning. Yes, and the camera cuts away. Right. And immediately following that, there were a lot of people that thought he was dead. Thought something truly happened to Drew Brees, Correct. and it was the release was, you know, lightning struck our set. That's all the information we can offer at this time. And so you had people. Good, hardworking, good-hearted Saints fans and beyond that were Who offering thought, up prayers to Drew Brees. That their, that were, le- their legend, their beloved were, Drew Brees, had been killed by lightning. This is the worst. I guess we'll, 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 we'll let them know. It's a publicity it's stunt. It's a publicity stunt. Drew Brees, it's a fun. few hours later, True. it got leaked out that Drew Brees had not at all been struck by lightning. Right. And everybody that was concerned about him or offered prayers to him or spent any time of their day worrying about Drew Brees' health and safety were duped by a publicity stunt because it, like their deals are like the lightning bet deal. Or this is the worst publicity it, stunt in the history of mankind. They made people think a person was a famous beloved person was dead. How how it what's the thought process again? I want to sit in on some meetings. I want to, I want to go to the meeting. We're like, all right, here's what we're going to do, Drew. So we're going to have you out on the set, and we're going to be shooting a video, and we're going to make everybody think you're dead. Yeah. And then un- unless people start blowing us up, we're just going to go with it. Like, what was the original plan? Just to go with it? Oh, they had a second video filmed of him in the ambulance. Saying, oh, I'm fine. Actually, go to our app and do the lightning play or something like that. Yeah, that was all part of the plan. And and people I, say... I hope y'all are watching. Well, obviously, it, obviously it worked. It's like, no. I, I will one, never go to this place. I will never use this app. Again, we never would because we got great partners at the Pearl River Resort and the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. So we don't they could offer me a $1,000 anyway. match play. And I'd be like, I'm not interested but because... Now, you, you, you thought you made me think Drew Brees was dead. Dude, and, and I don't got, need that in my life. I've got a group message of, of Saints fans, friends yeah. here, and they were all mad. They're like, that sucks. Like, I was actually worried about the guy. Yeah. Now, maybe Chase you, Daniel broke the news he was okay. I don't know if you saw that. He, I did. He texted his wife. He's like, what is going on? And she's like, it's, it's, he's fine. It's, he's, it's okay. What a jerk. Like, everybody on the. Think of, you know who really suffered? That happened at like 7 this morning. Eight this morning. The whole Saints beat got awoken by their phones going crazy. Yeah. Everybody texts them like, oh, my God, is Drew Brees dead? They're like, going to have to start writing the obituary of the legendary form. quarterback. And How many paragraphs do you think somebody got in? Well, poor, oh, our if you, our if friend I, Luke Johnson's down there. He's like, Drew Brees, the most beloved Saint in we, history. We should text him and ask him, like, hey, did you start writing at all like about Drew Brees? I'm going to do it right now. We need to find out. It, because if, if he's like a lot of the writers I know, he immediately started working. Wait, Drew Brees gets struck by lightning. I've got to get a story out because Drew Brees got struck by lightning. And, you know, a lot of people were, I can't believe you fell for it. Do you, do you understand, like, the average person 
they, they don't consume Twitter like the, like some of us do. So they're not used to getting duped on the website. When they see a headline that says Drew Brees struck by lightning and there's a video of Drew Brees getting struck by lightning, guess what they think? Drew Brees got struck by lightning. Unbelievable. I've got a text out. I, 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 how, how far I've got it back yet. I, I, the, say, uh, I just said. I just asked him. Did you consider starting to write an obituary? I just want to know if he even considered it. So. <laughs> I mean, Tyler and Foxworth says I've been struck by lightning. I would not recommend it. Would not. Thank you, Tyler. We appreciate that. Glad you're okay. Glad. Uh, glad you. It's are like when okay. word got out of Paul McCartney of the Beatles had died back in the day. That's one of the great uh, conspiracy theories of all time that. Paul McCartney died, and they just found a guy who looked enough like Paul McCartney to go on. Yeah, I've heard that so. that conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That there's the, the you remember Look Avril Lavigne? All right, we got we got a, we got a, we got a, we got a fish on the hook yeah, here. We're gonna call that guy. We're gonna call you. There's people that think that she also got Paul McCartney, but uh, that Avril Lavigne is dead, and this is a fake that, Avril Lavigne. Yes. Yeah, there are people that think that too. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh goodness! Oh, we, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite conspiracy theory? Ooh, a favorite. I'm trying conspiracy to think if I have theory? one. A favorite one. one that's just like you know, or one that maybe you're like you know, I might could believe. Oh, I could, I could be oh, I, I've said it on this show before, and, and a lot of the listeners roll their eyes at me. Mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm not being, I'm not joking, I'm not being hyperbolic. Guys, sorry if this makes you stop listening to the show forever. I truly believe that our government has made contact with, in one way or another, a life force that does not originate from this. I planet. agree with that because I, I mean, believe that, that, that those pictures are starting to come out now and videos yeah. of you know. I believe they know. That's how weird that happened in like 2020. Like that's how weird 2020 was. The government released UFO videos, and everybody was like, "Whatever, yeah, okay." Like, what on earth? <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi off the rails. That's okay. We're never on the rails. That's why you love us. At least I think you do. We'll be right back from the trademark in Jackson. Sports Talk Mississippi continues. Hey, Dad, I've had a lot of fun today. I mean, I, I oh, can't believe it's 5.53 already on this Friday at the Trade Mart here in Jackson celebrating 100 years of Farm Bureau. A loan officer in Starkville, Cole Brazel. You know, when I saw your name, yeah. I, before I met you, I was excited to make a very, very lame and cheesy World Cup joke okay. about how good your team is. But it's not Brazil, it's Brazil, and so the, the joke can't land but it's now. It's spelled the same way, it, right? Yeah. It's close so, enough. Yeah. So you guys are really good, and, and that's your team. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But he's, anyway. he's from Starkville, so, you know. That's right. A lot of championship stuff going on up there these past few weeks. Yeah, there's, there's a pretty there's good game trophy there. there. Right? Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. and, and, another, and we know I was talking about the other game, but yeah. I have noticed that. So it's a Farm Bureau event. A lot of people are wearing maroon, and it, it feels this like is, I'm at a state well, you, game This right is now. definitely uh, 
See, I have exactly. to represent, right? We got to get you that script state though, or the, or the M over S. We got to, we got to get that new yeah. logo. Th- things are changing around. This here, is so. definitely a Brian Haydad friendly environment. Yes, it is. We're talking about agribusiness and, and agriculture. That's where Brian Haydad will thrive. But then you got the million dollar equipment. That's where Richard Cross thrives. You know, a little crossover. Well, yeah, but that's normally like his jet or something. That's not. Man, he wouldn't know what to do with that. So, so there is somebody, by the way. We we talk about Richard like this because we love him. Uh-huh. We, we love and respect. Him, he, he's making yeah, that face, absolutely. Like, that's like, what it is. Richard has helped me a lot through my young eight-year career, and and I look up to him and I respect him. So we talk like this because we like him. They absolutely. But there is a guy that texts our show to tell him what we say when he's gone, as if we're serious. A snitch <laughs> every come on time. Now. Snitch no, come the texts are going to come Monday, but anyway, hundred yeah. years of Farm Bureau. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dad asked a question earlier. What does that mean to you? So we actually Mississippi Land Bank is part of the farm credit system, and we've been around for just over a hundred years as well. So wow. uh, means a lot. I mean, you, you come a long way in a hundred years. Yeah, a long way uh, for at least for Mississippi Land Bank. We. Uh, of course, we cover the north, uh, 32 counties of, uh, of Mississippi, and we specialize in agricultural lending. We we finance the hundred thousand or the million dollar machines that you're looking yeah. at in the, the room next door. So, uh, what we do is we really uh, we are partners with farmers and people that buy recreational property and and help them thrive. You know, we we sit down in the office, we go to the 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 field with them and, and actually talk all the way through the process and really uh, help them make decisions and are part of their success. Is so. that intimidating? So I, obviously I don't work in finance. Uh, I wouldn't be able to make it. <laughs> Is that intimidating though? Like writing out a loan for uh, like a seven figure loan to somebody? Does that does that make you nervous even though you know, you're know you writing it? To, you're not the one taking that loan but to still. Be, to be very honest uh, you know we take character into play mm-hmm. So that, and that's why we go visit with these folks and uh really get to know them, who they are, know their family, and the numbers is just kind of behind the scenes. You know, that just shows that, hey, they have the ability to, but the character shows that they're going to pay us back. Well, you and so I, we, we you and I ain't never get no money then, Porky. Just, we're never I feel gonna... like you guys have character. Come we we on, are man. characters. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we are characters. It's <laughs> a little different kind of there. Character. Yeah. When, when you think about this event, you know, because a lot of these, you know, I could tell you what's going on with some of the event, with the vendors, right? Because yeah, they're, they're putting food out. they got things to sell. Yeah. What does this event do for Mississippi Land Bank? So it just gives us exposure. It, it allows us to get out there and show uh, the people coming to these events what we do. allows us to, to see some faces that we otherwise don't see. Because, uh, you know what? That's, that's what it's all about. It's about knowing people and, and how can we help. And in our booth, we get to sit down and, and have those conversations with folks that we don't know coming through. And, hey, this is what we do. How can we help you? So it, exposure. Yeah. When we think about, you know, the, the next hundred years of agriculture in this state, you know, what's the biggest issue facing farmers in this state right now? I would almost say politics. <laughs> That's everybody, baby. <laughs> probably probably needs to be where I leave it, but yeah. I would say politics. I think that uh, between that and and I think that kind of leads into like commodity prices and and input costs, and and that that affects the bottom line to the farmer, which affects what they grow and affects what's on the grocery shelves and affects how we're paid back. I mean, it's it's full circle. I mean, it's a uh, I've. Like I said, without going too deep into it, I would say yeah, like a, like a river delta. You just you don't realize how uh, one rising cost in one thing the tentacles that it just reaches Absolutely. everywhere yeah. yeah i mean think about cotton you know if, yeah. if you know we're a huge producer in cotton and what if uh, commodity prices go up and or excuse me the the input costs go up commodity prices come down and they quit 
growing as much cotton. Well, we're all wearing cotton. I mean, there's yeah. there's so much that cotton goes into that it's that's a that's a global impact. Cole Brazel of Mississippi Land Bank with us right now. You going to Trace Atkins tomorrow? I plan on it. You are? Uh-huh. Hey, we got to get him to go. I'm not going back down there <laughs> If I had known all this, I might have made a made a, a point to stay for a couple of days. Yeah. A friend of mine's going to be here tomorrow too. I would like to have seen him, but uh, no. I, I, I got so you won't be here tomorrow? No. Nah. It's a nah, shame, I hate right? To hear that. Yeah, I hate I, to hear that. We need to tomorrow's going to be a big day. So we need to get him up right. on that thing. In Before this. we go, I would love to see everybody it. on the text line is begging you oh, to yeah. shoot that thing up in the air. Shoot it. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people around. <laughs> Just let it rip. There you, know, <laughs> there you go. I don't know what I'm doing. Slow cool. rip. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate Thank you, Cole. Here. Appreciate it. Here. Thank you. Uh, I had a lot of fun today, honestly. I mean, we. I know we say that, but I am being genuine. This Absolutely. was a really great time today uh, at the Mississippi. We're celebrating 100 years of Mississippi Farm Bureau. MSFB100.org. If you want to be a part of this event this weekend, that's the website. MSFB100.org. For Richard Cross, who's off today. And Brian Hayden, I'm Michael Borky. Thank you guys so much for making our show a part of your day. Until Monday at 3, y'all have a great weekend. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.